Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Introducing first, speaking out of Akron, Ohio, representing Team Popping the Boys, the headline god, Jeremy Lambert, and his co-host, speaking out of Atlanta, Georgia, representing more than one royal family, the king of indie viewing, Stephen Jensen, and this Welcome everyone, shout out to Big Dick MLJ for the intro as always, this is the Spotlight, I'm Jeremy Lambert, that is Steven Jensen, Jensen, how you doing today on this beautiful May the 4th be with you on Thursday? That's right, Star Wars Day for all the Star Wars fans out there, believe it or not I never got into Star Wars, it's not really my thing, I don't knock it, it's just not my thing, but um, I respect the fandom. Cody Rhodes, is, Cody Rhodes is so disappointed in you, by the way. Do not let the American roller coaster hear that you are not a Star Wars fan. Yeah, I know he's a <clears throat> he's a Star Wars and Star Trek fan. I never got into really either, but um, but yeah, here on this early Thursday morning show. But appreciate everyone who's here in the chat. Good to see you, Jeremy. I'm doing good though. How about you, man? I'm well. Yes, thank you. We are an hour early uh, this morning, as you may have figured out. Your your clocks are not wrong. It is 8.30 a.m. Eastern uh, instead of our usual 9.30 a.m. Eastern spot. I have things that do at 10 o'clock. So it'll be me running running off at uh, at the top of the next hour. Usually it's Jensen leaving for the shoot job. I am leaving for a, a shoot field trip to, to go on. So that is what I'm taking care of this afternoon. But we appreciate everybody joining us today. A uh, lot to talk about. Let's talk about Stephen Jensen. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. So one of our own, our former yes. member, of the the fightful still in the fightful community uh still a fightful pal but former employee here at fightful the great will washington has uh joined AEW. he is all elite he's going to be assisting with administrative and creative things uh over in AEW, including social media pr uh some some stuff on the creative side as well and just big congratulations to will uh, he's done great work here at Fightful. It's been an honor and a pleasure to work alongside him on, on certain projects and certain things. It's been an honor and pleasure to run in on him every single week on Day After Dynamite uh, and, you know, give a big shout out to him. And look, I don't think there's anybody more knowledgeable, especially when it comes to like retaining information uh, than Will Washington in, in the wrestling landscape. That man can recall anything and everything off the top of his head. Uh, and he deserves it. He He's one of the best of us in this community, not only from a wrestling standpoint, from just from a human standpoint as well. So big shouts to Will Washington. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, what a, what a W for like, like just like the wrestling community in general, it feels like for, to like watch, cause he's been, he's been podcasting for so long. For like 20 18 years. years. Yeah. yeah. 
I think he, I, I mean, think he did RBR for 18 years. So, I mean, that's just really it's just really damn cool to see. It's cool to see someone go from because he's like our age. He's like he's probably you might be exactly our age. He's like right around our age, and he's a lifelong fan who you know got into it and stuck with it as a podcaster and as like a just like a kind of a voice in the community and just like worked his way to the point where I mean he's getting signed in my opinion the best professional wrestling company in the world AEW. So I mean. That's uh, <clears throat> that was really really cool. I figured something was was something big had to have been happening because I saw like obviously, you don't uh, you don't leave Grapsity, you don't leave Denise, you don't leave Fightful and all that stuff. But there's like no reason I feel like you know I was like, well, why is all this happening? But <clears throat> excuse me, but I figured because it was it was for good reason. Um, and there was heavy speculation. Everyone was like, is he going to AEW? That was like the big. It was almost like the joke. It was like, is he going to AEW? And then it's like, no, he's actually is going to AEW. And he got the graphic, which is incredible. So, um, so yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about that guy. He's he deserves it. He uh he puts in a ton of work. He he makes towns, travels to these shows. Um, I met him live in Atlanta at the first terminus show. Him and Phil were both there. Um, I've met Phil um in person since then. He's been to Battle Slam as well. But uh, it was cool seeing uh, it was cool seeing Will in person, and it's just good to know that uh, I don't know. It's just cool seeing like someone make it. Like Denise is kind of the same way. She's obviously not signed to AEW, but the same kind of way where like seeing her pop up on like AEW or WWE pre shows and stuff like that. It's cool seeing like our peers like you know doing this kind of stuff. Whereas, geez, more it's honestly where I kind of went. I kind of went the other direction where I got where I'm at here, and then like I got other I got like things situated on the other side of my life where it's like, okay, I'm good where I'm at with like the wrestling space. And now I have like a better job and stuff. And I can do this in the time they, he went like the opposite. He's all in on this, but good, good, uh, good, uh, analogy or, or, or I didn't really mean to make that all in with Will, but he is all in in the space. And now he is all elite as well, which is, it's awesome to see. And, and I think that's going to happen for more and more people in the space who want that to happen, you know? And also for what it's worth, <clears throat> I, you know, I know that people have asked and speculated and stuff, obviously, and I, I don't mean to speak for anybody, but obviously Will can't be a part of Fightful if he is employed by AEW because that's a big conflict of interest. You know, that's like, so I, was, I, I hope, <clears throat> I'd imagine people understand that already, but uh as, as Jerry gets something, my cat is just jumping on our, our TV stand over here, so I'm yelling at her to get down. So, apologies. No, no, you're yes. good. Uh, I was basically, yeah. I was just explaining there at the end, too, that like obviously I'm happy yeah. for Will and he 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 deserves it. I mean, he's he's all in on this, and um, you know, when you go all in on the wrestling space, by the way, it's a very big risk, like it really is. Like, there's not a lot of money in this for a long time, like, and you know, there may never be, and you know, there's not a lot of promises, and things fall through, and websites change, and people buy sites, and you know, YouTube algorithms. And I mean, there's there's just so many variables, and for him to you know, really stick with it and just keep getting bigger and bigger and better, bigger and better and better at everything he's doing to, to the point of getting signed by AW is awesome. And then I was also saying there at the end that because I've seen people mention like, you know, almost like they've lumped um, like Fightful's credibility into this in certain ways. But they're like, you know, 
that's why Will can't work for, with Fightful anymore. Like, and I think that's why everyone should understand that. Obviously, it's just a giant conflict of interest. Like, you can't be you can't be signed to AEW and then feeding Fightful news. You know, it's just like it's obviously that's why it works out the way that it does. So, um, obviously, Fightful's on great terms with Will. Like, he left in like the best way possible. You know what I mean? It's like he's doing like the coolest thing ever. He's working for, he's got, a, it's probably his dream job. He's working hand in hand with Tony Khan, helping with long-term creative and stuff. I mean, that that's, that's awesome. And it's good to have a voice, a fan's voice in there right there next to Tony. You know, that's huge. I think for the fan base and the audience. So yeah, congratulations. Will. That, that's incredible. Yeah. I was going to say, Will is not, you know, it's a lot of recycled people when it comes to creative and wrestling. And Will is, is certainly, not that it is not. Oh, he went through the wars of Monday night. He was in TNA. He was in ROH. Will is, uh, he is kind of, he's one of us and yeah. he's just, but he's just been following it for so long and has a different kind of perspective and knowledge when it comes to wrestling. So I think that is also good for, for wrestling that that could be Will or anybody. I'm, I'm very happy that it is someone I know and, and someone I respect in this space like Will Washington. But I think just in general, it's good for wrestling to just have a new and different voice in that creative space uh, to help help to help with those kind of things. Um, right. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. People want to people want to see the cat. The cat is trying to get out right now, They're jumping on the nightstand in the middle of everything. Just the dumbest cat in the world. Let's get into things, Stephen Jensen. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. The story never finishes, Steven Jensen. And before we actually get into WWE, I probably should have done this just a few minutes ago. But we were so caught up in our praise for Will Washington and my uh, anger at this dumb cat that is staring daggers through me. Hmm. This episode is sponsored by Wrestle Rumble. Everybody, we will be giving away entries to Wrestle Rumble, their Backlash Pick'em. If you would like to be entered into the Backlash Pick'em, Please leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat. All you got to do, put Wrestle Rumble in the chat. We'll mention this throughout the show. Put Wrestle Rumble in through the, into the chat. We'll put your name in a, in a drawing. We'll draw three names at the end of the show. Uh, and then you be in contact with Steven Jensen to get your free entry into the Backlash Pick'em for Wrestle Rumble. Uh, first place gets $1,000 on the Wrestle Rumble Pick'em. All you got to do, again, put Wrestle Rumble in the chat. Get your entry. Fill out the Pick'em sheet that uh, Jensen will hook you up with. And then you can win $1,000, everybody. It's that simple. It's that simple. Big shouts to Wrestle Rumble. They seem to sponsor us now. Every single time, WWE's got a, AEW's got a big event coming up. That's all That's all the work of Steven Jensen right there. Uh, and we've had Matt on the show before. That's everybody can go back and check the uh, check the interview with Matt. But great people over at Wrestle Rumble. Please support them. <clears throat> yes, I'm hoping that they have a pick em contest for Double or Nothing later this month as well. Because if they do, hopefully we will be able to team up with them again. But yes, shout out to Wrestle Rumble. They are incredible. And they have given us uh, some more uh, free entries to give y'all, just as Jeremy said. Oh, it, there it is. I'm on the website. The Double or Nothing Pick'em Contest is there at the bottom of the site. And there's also going to be a Night of Champions Pick'em Contest soon, too. So keep your eyes out there at WrestleRumble.com. As your prize for Backlash, $1,000. Second and third both get 100 each. Fourth, a mystery prize. So, yeah, check it out. And uh, we'll give some uh, some away at the end of the show. There you go. All right, let's get into the WWE. The universe was shaken up this past uh, really week week now. Steven Jensen, we had the draft last Friday. It began, and then on Monday, it concluded. A lot of maneuvering. 
you know, the women's champion switch brand. Roman's on SmackDown. Cody's on Raw with that world heavyweight title that I know you love, Jensen. Mm. And a bunch of other changes as well. What stood out to you from this draft? So, <clears throat> I obviously, I noticed the uh, the title swapping, like with uh, with Rhea and Bianca. I think it was kind of strange that they drafted... Well, it isn't strange. I shouldn't say this, but like they drafted Becky so early, but like didn't take like a champion instead. I felt was kind of weird because like you took ba- you took Beckley- Becky, but like uh, like Bianca got oh. taken and then Becky, and then like it took a while before uh, Charlotte or sorry before uh, Rhea got there. No, Rhea Rhea was the first pick on Raw. Oh, I'm that sorry, was the, thought- that was the eligibility thing. The champions went first. The champions oh, went before. Right. Anybody I forgot that yeah. they do the thing where they can't you can't take half the yeah. roster for i completely forgot that only half the roster is eligible Rhea got taken right away what what was it bianca was that got there. taken who got taken okay hold on i, I have my order all messed up who got who are the first two who are the two first picks of raw like not on smackdown but raw the next show Rhea and austin theory oh that's okay that's what i'm getting confused about bianca got drafted on during the smackdown show though right yeah bianca was the first female taken on smackdown yes. it was roman cody bianca and then Becky. And then Becky, yes. That's what I'm that that's what was my really my point. Was like I get Becky's a big star, but she's not like I would have taken a champion. Like But you couldn't take in a champion. Oh, there wasn't any other champions available on that. Um I'll I'll recheck. I Gunther actually w- w- was available on that draft night. And so I guess Becky got taken before Gunther. Yeah. I still would have okay. That that actually makes a lot more sense. That why that really throws me off. I always forget that they that they started doing that where they split the the eligibility. Obviously, you know, and then like the Usos, I, I'll say this: the Usos got drafted to SmackDown on Raw, but they had to wait until Raw. I I knew that was a big part of the story, <clears throat> but them being drafted to SmackDown anyways after all that was kind of strange. And you would have felt like they would have taken them like right away. Like the Usos, like right away on on Raw, but, but also, I would have taken Rhea too. I don't know, I don't know, dude. I like so. What, how, well, let me. I'm going to talk about Cody, obviously, in this whole. Year. The main thing I want to talk about is the the whole new title belt and how that pertains to this draft and Raw. But on, um, how do you feel about like the story that they've been they've been running with how like the bloodline? It looks like Paul Heyman was going to have Solo go after the Usos recently. And a big part of the story of the draft was, well, SmackDown draft the remainder of the bloodline, the Usos to SmackDown, and they have now. So, like, how do you, like, do you think it would have been a better move to split them for this story or, like, keep it how it is? And, like, it kind of feels like still nothing has changed. I know we're leading to something, but, like, I don't know. That was, like, a big part of this the draft story, it felt like. Them sticking with the bloodline together makes the most sense because it does like they're trying to do something whether it's solo turning on them uh whether maybe the usos get a heads up that maybe solo is going to turn on them and then they strike first whatever it might be a thing with smackdown is you kind of need the usos on that show with roman not being there every week because they've they've really established the usos as top top guys over the past couple of years i mean i know they they lose matches up but they've been in so many main event segments as part of the bloodlines uh um 
more the Usos than Solo Sokoa. And you look at the rest of SmackDown, you take Roman out of the picture since he's not going to be there a lot. Austin Theory is the United States champion. He's on that show. He's getting tasked, I think, with anchoring a good chunk of that show. I don't know. I ain't that sold on Austin Theory in that spot. And then the rest of it, it's like, okay, you do have the, the championship. You have Bianca there. You have Charlotte there once she's back. I think the women are going to be tasked with carrying a, a good chunk of that. Uh, like Ray is there uh, on SmackDown as well, but they've established the Usos as one of their, their top acts in the company. So keeping them on SmackDown makes sense because Raw, you're going to have Cody every single week. You're going to have Kevin and Sammy every single week. I Maybe for right now, Kevin and Sammy can also go to SmackDown as the undisputed tag team champions. So so that'll give them a boost as well. So I understand why they kept the bloodline all together, largely because you just need you need that kind of draw on SmackDown. You need a top act on SmackDown, and the Usos are that team. I hope we get some story progression with all of this because right now it does feel a little bit just dragging dragging feet through everything. And so I hope it finally goes somewhere. You know, it looked like Solo was going to do something, and then Riddle attacked him. We'll see what happens at Backlash. We got the big six-man match with the the Bloodline, the Usos and Solo against Riddle, Owens, and Zayn. So they do have that match uh, on Sunday, and we'll see if you know if that's just a straightforward six-man tag. We get a winner, we get a loser. Nothing happens afterwards, or if something big happens in that match to where there, there is some type of turn. My guess is, and we'll talk about Backlash a little bit here in a mm-hmm. second. My guess is we get a straight winner. It'll probably be uh, Riddle, Owens, and Zayn. It'll probably be one of the Usos taking the fall, and we'll get the fallout from that on next week's SmackDown. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I agree with everything about all of that. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll talk more about our predictions for Backlash here in just a second. Um, <clears throat> another thing about this draft before I talk about this, this world title and Raw and everything is the cop-out with... Brock Lesnar and the free agency thing. That's super lame to me. I think it's lame that they split the rosters for like in general, like to do the draft. I guess I get why they do it because they want to do a two night draft, but like, isn't it weird when you look at like the draft order? I, I that's what throws me off so much before like we did this show. I'm like looking at the draft order and I'm like, why would you take so-and-so before so-and-so? It's like, Oh, they weren't eligible. Why would they not be? That's that's weird. No one else. Who else ever has done something like that? And, I don't know whatever what other sport even could, I guess, but it's it's just weird. But <clears throat> the Brock Lesnar free agency thing is just a giant cop out. Um how do you feel about that? Like, do you think they should just put him on a brand like everybody else? I was surprised that they had him draft eligible to to start with because they released like the eligibility list like last Thursday night. And Lesnar was was part of that and was like, oh, Lesnar's eligible to be drafted on Monday. I was like, hmm. That's weird because it doesn't feel like Brock is going to stick to one brand. And then, of course, immediately it was, nope, it could be a free agent. And it was even weirder. They did the the first night on SmackDown last week, and then they did the supplemental thing. And then so they did a couple of supplemental picks. But then on SmackDown Lowdown, I think that's the name of the show, they mentioned like, oh, MVP negotiated free agent status for Omos. But also here's Mustafa Ali, Von Wagner, and Dolph Ziggler, who are just free agents they didn't have any type of negotiation i guess they're just free agents so yeah it makes sense that sure brock would negotiate free agent status but you also just got these guys who were just free agents with no negotiation status so it it is weird that they're doing this free agent thing 
the way they're doing it anyway. I'm not mad. If you want to say MVP negotiated free agent status, so Omos can be on both brands, cool. That's fine with me. If you want to say Brock did that as well, I'm fine with that. But then don't have, here's just a couple free agents that, free agents, because. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It's 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 all very confusing. It, the, the whole thing seems like a giant cop-out. Like, everything about the draft seems like a cop-out. It's all just, like, little little ways to try to, like, protect little things throughout it. Like, it just kind of bugs me, I guess. Like, they probably do the two nights so that certain people don't get drafted too low from one another or whatever. And they, they the, the, <clears throat> the free agency thing, I guess, is for... I, I think... I think they do Sorry. the two nights to to make to make both nights meaningful because if you just do all the top picks on SmackDown, then it's like, oh, we're gonna <laughs> tune into Raw to watch pick rounds five, six, and seven with these people that just aren't considered top top guys. Like that's why they split it up well, over two nights. I understand that. No, no, I no, I I get that, but I'm, I'm really what I'm saying is like I don't, I guess I don't like the idea of the draft being two nights. I guess just in general, I would just do it all like in one night, all the biggest picks, like how they did back in the day, how like the the original draft right was just raw, like it was just on raw, and you found yeah. out who was on both shows, and everyone got drafted. It seemed like it seemed like it made a lot more sense to do it that way. Got to pop but, them ratings. Yeah, no, I once again I understand all this. I'm just saying, like from a fan perspective, especially someone who isn't like that into the WWE currently. You tune in, it would have just been, I don't know. But the, the free agency stuff is strange. In the whole, this whole, the talent negotiating with the management and then Triple H explaining it to the audience the way that he does is, is also weird to me. We talked about this last week with the Roman Reigns thing with him negotiating himself basically to the point of them having to create a third world title. And also Paul Heyman acknowledged that title belt, which I thought was interesting on raw. He was like, Roman can't win it, but like he made it sound like Roman should go win that thing, you know? Um, so yeah. And then the other free agents, that's just another thing where they, I don't know. They probably just didn't know what to do with Dolph Ziggler or Ali or any of these other people that they, you know, they're just like, well, we'll put them in story. There'll be a storyline where they pop up. It's like, I don't know, but let's get to the, the main thing here real quick. So, over on Raw, we have the um, WWE World Heavyweight Championship, the vacant title. Cody Rhodes has been drafted to Raw. First draft pick, by the way, to Raw, which I think that was obviously that was the right choice. Um, Seth Rollins also on Raw. Those seem to be the two front runners, from what I can tell. Uh, Seth Rollins is very, very over. I watched his match on Raw this past week and like the crowd with the music and stuff. I mean, it's... It's good. I mean, he's doing very, very, very good for himself. Um, and here's the thing. Like, if Cody's going to be on Raw, I feel like you should win this title. But finishing the story should be him beating Roman and winning the only title. But there's now multiple. Now there's three titles. And, like, he's going to. But, man, <clears throat> this thing's happening. This is going down in Saudi Arabia. I talked about it last week. The American Nightmare finishing the story in Saudi Arabia feels very. That's not cool. That's weird. You know, just more weirdness. I don't know. What do you think, Jeremy? Do you think that they are going to put this on Cody? Because that's how it feels. But at the same time, like, I mean, maybe Seth is the move. I can't think of anyone else who would really be a better option. I I don't think they're going to put it on Cody, honestly. Um, I I thought Cody was going to acknowledge the title on Raw, and he, he didn't. He just did the thing with Brock Lesnar, which in hindsight now makes sense of like, okay, he's got the thing with Brock first, and then... He can get into his potential title chase. 
I think Cody has to be in whatever they're setting up. I assume it's some type of tournament. He has to be in that. It's not good that Cody loses, but it'll probably be shenanigans of how he loses on this stuff. Maybe he loses to Brock at Backlash, and then he does this thing of like, I don't deserve to be in this title match. Like I need to rebuild myself, overcome this adversity, and then I can get back and be in this tournament to go after this title. If you do something like that. If I lose this match, I can never challenge for the WWE <laughs> Heavyweight Championship. Uh, that's the way you could just never, never challenge for the title. I like that. Um, well, that's the straight up. And then now you are right back in the Cody verse and the, the he's right back in the same position. He was in an AEW. Can't, can't challenge for the world title. We're back to square we need one. The Cody verse. We need the yeah. Cody verse. Um, so may, maybe you do something like that. I don't think he's going to win this title though. I, I just don't. Cause I'm with you of him winning this title in Saudi it's not finishing the story. I think everybody agrees on that. Even Cody said in an interview, it's like, you know, that's, it's like a side quest type of thing. It's a chapter. That's a caption for this uh, thumbnail. It's a chapter in the story. And as triple H reminds us, every time we hit the bumper, the story never finishes. So if he wins this title, it wouldn't be finishing the story. It would just be finishing this chapter and then you move on. But I don't think Cody is going to, win this title but i also don't think he should and i know he, i know he's smart enough to know this i don't think he should demean this title either of like this belt ain't that important to me i'm focused on the wwe title i think you got to work around it to where the title still feels important but you know it's not cody's ultimate end goal when it comes to things so yeah they got some options how they write it just pick the dumbest possible option and that's probably what they'll do yeah, that's that's unfortunate. That's pretty. That's really how we have to think. Put your put your your mind in the the mind of what you think Vincent Mann thinks is good, and then yeah, maybe maybe that's where. Yeah, it's it's super frustrating, man. I don't want to talk more about that title too much because I, I went off on it last week. But oh, and by the way, I didn't bring this up on the show last week. I, I completely forgot. People think this is funny. I went to a movie theater for the first time in like literally at least 10 years the other day and i went and saw the mario movie and i told jeremy about this but i was wearing a cody rhodes hoodie at the movie theater and i was session stand eating popcorn and a drink and oh, i was getting a pretzel these pretzel bites that were really good and while i was standing there this dude just like the long hair you know chilling chilling at the movie theater working he points at me and he's like dude I love that hoodie. And I was like, hell yeah, man. American Nightmare. And he was like, but WrestleMania, though. <laughs> he like put his like hand in his, his hand in his head. His head in his hand. And I like did this. And I was like, did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IP Vanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IP Vanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IP Vanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at ipvanish.com audio. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. I was like, yeah, man, like, I'm with you. I'm with you, dude. I'm, I'm not over it's it either. Commiserating over Cody. I'm like bonding with complete strangers over over the Cody Rhodes <laughs> loss. So, um, so yeah. And on the flip side, oh, this is one last thing, real quick. As we get into backlash, this is a good transition. This is this needs to be brought up. Back um, when the Royal Rumble happened in January, I the same morning I met one Joey Chestnut, who is you know incredible. Did you get your mail by the way? No. I- I've not gotten oh i finally sent you your autograph the other day oh so thank you. um yeah excuse excuse the handwriting on the envelope i already have bad handwriting but i had to write it all in my truck real quick i was like in a rush and i was like wait i can finally mail this thing i completely forgot to mail uh months ago but anyway i'm so on on the day of the royal rumble i got to meet joey chestnut and then cody won the royal rumble that night Joey Chestnut wasn't around the day of WrestleMania. I didn't get to see him that day. And Cody, that was the biggest travesty in the history of, of wrestling. And then, uh, but this Saturday, I'm seeing Joey Chestnut again. Taco Eating Expo. Okay? So I'll be seeing Joey Chestnut this Saturday. Backlash is this Saturday. So Cody will probably get the W over Brock. I feel like that's that's the thing. Is like every time I see Joey Chestnut, good things happen for Cody. So... You see Chestnut to keep coming in whenever Cody's got a big match. So shout out Joe Chestnut. American Hero. So let's get in, let's get into backlash. Do you think that Cody is going to defeat Brock Lesnar on Saturday? Yeah. But I also thought he was gonna win the okay. yeah, I also thought he was gonna be Roman WrestleMania. So like I was pretty damn sure of it. So um yeah, I mean, yeah, my official prediction is gonna be Cody, but I'm definitely way less confident in that than I was heading into WrestleMania. How crazy is that? I was more confident that Cody was going to beat Roman at Mania than I am that he's going to beat Brock now. Um, non-title. But I don't know. How do you feel? You got you got Brock or Cody? Here's, the, here's what's going to happen. Steven Jensen. I think Brock's going to win. And I think Brock's going to win and by virtue of beating Cody 
get some type of automatic buy to the finals of the world heavyweight title tournament in Saudi. Brock's going to be on that Saudi show. He's on just about every single Saudi show. He's going to be on it in some capacity. Good way to establish that title. Brock Lesnar competing for it in, in the first match. Brock's going to win. He's going to go on to Saudi to challenge for the title in the finals. Who he faces. I know people like kind of talked about Omos. I think Omos might eventually face like Reigns at that show. Brock and Seth Rollins at Night of Champions in Saudi for the World Heavyweight title. I think Seth wins his little tournament thing, like his bracket side of the tournament, and then he faces Brock for the title That's in Saudi. That's my prediction. I think that's very possible. They should have just done, because they're doing Rollins and Omos at Backlash. I don't know why yeah. this isn't just like in a tournament for the title. Type of that's thing. a, I mean, Seth didn't even acknowledge that match on Monday. Like that's apparently still happening, I guess, but no one, it was randomly thrown together. Seth is like, what the hell's going on? And then he just decided to ignore <laughs> it completely on Monday. That's a weird, weird <laughs> match. they might some do some type of like screwy finish in that to somehow protect both men. Cause I don't know if you need Rollins taking a loss there especially if he's going to go on and be in this tournament to be uh, in the, the for the world heavyweight title. And I don't know if you need Omos taking a loss there because I the it seems like they're maybe setting up Roman and Omos for some reason. And this is the, the chatter. I don't actually know if they're going in this direction. Honestly, if you just want to have Seth beat Omos, fine. I don't think it makes, makes Omos look great. But what if they haven't made him look great anyway? He takes all these losses anyway, so... Right. I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, Maggie says Jeremy just wants Jensen to rant on the show because he knows it gets views. I mean, yeah, true. I'm not going to deny that at all. The yeah. more Cody loses, the more Jensen's going to rant and the better for our show in general. So, yes, Cody should lose all the damn time, honestly. Yeah, our uh, our show generally averages probably like around, what, two and a half to 3,000 views. Probably is about what we probably get for most most shows each week like here on youtube for like this this show that you're watching currently i know they do like the audio and split up certain on to, to overbooked and stuff but like usually we get about yeah uh, you know about that number for the episode after cody lost at wrestlemania the last time i checked it was at like twelve thousand views it like like 10x how many people normally watch the show so yeah i guess yeah, at least at least at least my pain equals more views for the for the people show people love People love seeing others in pain on uh, adversity, Jensen. You got to overcome it. You got to overcome the adversity of Cody Rhodes losing. And then eventually, maybe, he'll win. And then we can have the joyous celebration. Yeah, yeah. And then I can... I mean, dude, I had... I talked about before, I had to cancel a tattoo. I had to cancel... Uh, I look totally different right now. With uh, I have no facial hair and, and blonde hair right now. If, uh, Cody had won, but... Anyways, uh you robbed us, Triple H. You robbed us of this. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with Cody to over uh over Brock. I mean, I feel like I have to, but this should be Cody as a champion defending against Brock, and there should be no third title even in the mix. But um also shout out to Wrestle Rumble. Make sure to make your predictions at WrestleRumble.com. Uh save the words Wrestle Rumble in the chat if you want a shot at a free entry later today. I'm gonna pick some names at the end of the show. Uh, we'll pick three winners off the list um, of people who say Wrestle Rumble in the chat. You'll get a shot at $1,000 on the Backlash Picking Contest. But yeah, my prediction is Cody. You said you got Brock. Um, which one do you want to do next? 
let's not run down the entire card here. Uh, but what well, I mean, I can, I can, I can, yeah, I'll tell you what I think is like what I'm excited about. And then I can give yeah. some really quick predictions. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, um, wow. I mean, I do like Omos versus Rollins if it does happen. I actually do. I'm interested in that match to be totally honest. I, I like Omos more than most people do, I think. Um, and Seth's the man. So, like, I think that'll actually wind up being good. Um, Rhea and Zelina, I think, will be good as well. Um, you know what? Honestly, and I know Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, that'll be a good spectacle. Like, they'll come up with ways to make that really good. But honestly, I think Bianca Belair versus EO Sky could wind up being maybe the best match of the whole night. Like, I'm really big on EO and have been for a long time. And Bianca kills it every time she defends the title. So, like, that's what I'm really... And, and I think Bianca's going to retain there. But, like, I'd be totally cool with EO winning. But I just feel like, like, why why take it off Bianca now? Like, everything's working really well with her as champion, so... Um, how do you feel about that one, Bianca and Eli? Do you think it's going to be one of the best matches of the night? And do you think Bianca retains there as well? I think it will be one of the best matches of the night. I, I'm looking at the uh, running through. Cody and Brock will be great. All the matches, like, they rarely miss with, with these matches. It's just right. largely how how much is the booking going to hamper it. Like, talent is so good uh, nowadays and all across the board in wrestling that it's tough to just have, like, bad matches in, in wrestling. So the match will be great. I think Bianca wins. I hope something just happens with her afterwards. I feel like she's faced damage control for, she's had this title for over a year now. I feel like for at least half of it, she's been involved with damage control in, in some way. You know, well, Charlotte has to do the, she has to swap it now, doesn't she also? I don't know. I, like, that's, that's the rumor. That's the, I don't even know if it's a rumor. I think it's just Twitter speculation uh, that they're just going to swap it with Rhea. I don't know how they're going to, work that out i i think the best solution is just rename them like why are you going to call it the raw and the smackdown titles just rename the belts you know you, you have the world heavyweight title you have the uh wwe undisputed just rename one the women's championship and rename the other i i'm terrible with with the, the, the diva the divas yeah, title <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding <laughs> the universal women's championship if, if you want to do something like that but yeah, yeah, I think they just rename them more than more than swap them, and then the lineage stays the same because swapping them is so dumb. It went over, went over horribly last time. I don't know why they think it's going to go any better this time, but I I suspect Bianca will win this match. Then we'll see what happens. Damage control. They've been teasing dissension and a split there, so we'll see if that's the direction they go with them. Yeah, I would I would rename all the titles too, and I would also that also gives them a good like kind of out to stop making the title belts multicolored too. Just make title belts that look like title belts you don't need to make them i get making them like red and blue and stuff or whatever for for like kids to buy the toys but like they'll still buy <clears throat> you know what i mean like yeah like people are gonna like I, I think people i think more kids would buy like a winged eagle looking title belt than like this red or whatever whatever i guess it's blue the universal title belt now and stuff so it's like I would definitely do that. I'd rename the titles just like you said, and, and I would also make them look like actual world title belts instead of like kids' toys. Um, the uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I guess as far as like other just like quick predictions, I'll say, I you know I think Bad Bunny is going to be Damian Priest, especially if it's a street fight like that. You know, but I think it'll be really good. They, he's he's going to be super mega over. I mean, it's going to be it'll be a lot of fun to watch, and he that should it. headline. He's, that should headline the show. <clears throat> Yeah, I was actually thinking about that myself. Um, it's either going to be that or Cody versus Brock, you would think. Even though, like, it really should be one of the championships, really. But, like, um, 
Yeah. And then the, the six man tag match, you know, uh, I'm with you. I think that, I think Riddle will get the pin on like Jimmy Uso, probably like something like that. And, uh, and it'll set up Riddle, I, I guess. So Roman's getting real close to a thousand days. I'd imagine he'll have to retain at least like one more time. So there's like the drama of like a thousand, a thousand, a thousand days is night of champions. So I mean, literally he, on that day. Yeah. So once he goes okay. into that event, it'll be, he'll already hit a thousand days. Okay. Cause I figured they do something where it's like at 900 and you know 99 or however close they could get to that number they'd have them defend the title like one more time but either way i think riddle will be the next challenger for roman and roman will he can't be challenge there. for the title he can't challenge for the title did he did you lose a match the last match previously where he can't yeah. challenge for the title yeah that was a so he's in the same so he's in the same boat as like brock with that yeah i forgot about that they had that really good match on smackdown um roman and uh riddle was that the one where this is that where the stipulation comes from yeah 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 that was a really good match um damn so that's dude that makes me even more pissed off so like not only is roman renegotiated his way out of being on the show and about to hit a thousand days of the title and already beat everybody people who work their way back up to title shots some of them are ineligible to even wrestle him for the title well they should win they should, or negotiate better instead of, you That's know, trying to just be like, oh, if I lose, I can never challenge again. Don't accept those stipulations. This Don't be a why, dummy. It's just another reason why Cody should have won at WrestleMania. Why are we even in this spot? This is why Roman and Paul Heyman are the smartest men in wrestling. Get on their level. Yeah, that and Brock and, you know, Triple H just, man, he must just be uh, just the, uh, just quite the pushover when it comes to contract negotiations to, to, to not only let people get away with this on their, on their deals, but also to admit it publicly on their television show so often. Very strangely. You would, you would never see Dana White go on in the middle of the UFC octagon on a He'd UFC fire show. Him. He'd fire yeah. him before that. And then <laughs> oh. bury him on Twitter and oh. be like, they're scared <laughs> to fight. Right, yeah. Like, like Francis Ngannou, the, the scariest human being on Earth. He's afraid to fight, according to Dana White, because he won't he won't resign. But, that's what yeah, Triple that's H. Kinda, that's what Triple H should yeah. do. Just stand in the middle of the ring and be like, you know what, Roman? He's just scared to fight. He doesn't want to wrestle anybody. He's a coward. He doesn't want to show up to work. Has nothing to do with money. Has nothing to do with negotiation. He's just afraid. This man who has beaten everyone. <laughs> this, this man who has run through the competition, held this title for two years now. He's afraid. That's what Triple H should do. Right now, the only the only way that that works at all is if he's like he is now paranoid and afraid that like he's he feels like he's slipped. Like Cody came so close to beating him that now he's like afraid that it's slipping, or some or like someone around him. At least he has to he has to feel the the threat of like the bloodline turning on him or something. Like there has to be there has to be a reason to have him like be really fearful if that was the case. But no, I'm I'm with you. Like it's it's weird that idea of like. Um, but but my, my whole thing is like, um, you know, it. I don't know. It just is what it is. The draft's over. We have the new rosters. I expect these not to stick anyways. We're going to you're going to see people popping up on each show within weeks. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, hopefully it's like I want to see Cody win the world title, but. I want to see him beat Roman, but it has also been super devalued throughout this whole process. So it's like, I, yeah, 
kind of kind of super frustrating if you're a fan of Cody and or the WWE, I feel like. But I think Backlash will be a good show, though. I will say that. I think that every time I tune in for one of these premium live events, I legitimately enjoy them. A big part of that is probably because I don't watch Raw hardly ever, and I hardly ever watch SmackDown either. So, like, when I'm tuning into the product, I'm not, like, I guess I'm not, I don't have like the, like kind of like the wear on my, on myself that most fans do going into a pay-per-view. Um, because really what they're doing at the end of the day, if people need to really realize this, what they're really doing on Raw and SmackDown nowadays is they're just giving you like little tastes of little things so they can film video packages pretty much to run before the matches on the pay-per-views. So like that's, so like if you're watching Raw and SmackDown every single week, you're seeing a lot of repeated stuff or a lot of stuff that doesn't really isn't really that entertaining as you see it, but they're, they're taking it they're making a really entertaining video package so that when you watch the pay-per-view, if you're like me and you tune in once a month, you're like, Oh, okay. I'm totally caught up with what's going on. You know what I mean? They made this look great. I'm super pumped now for this match. I'm about to see. Um, but, uh, but yeah, any other, uh, I mean, I think I, I'll just really quickly, I'll go uh, riddle Owens and Zane are going to win. Cody's going to win. Rhea's going to retain. Uh, Rollins is going to win. Uh, Theory is going to retain. Bianca's going to retain. Bad Bunny is going to be Damian Priest. Those are my predictions. The Theory match is the kind of the most intriguing to me <laughs> because, as I was saying earlier, I think Theory is going to be tasked with like carrying the the SmackDown brand with no Roman there. That's basically now the U- U.S. title is the de facto top male title on that brand. Can Theory do it? Do they have trust that Theory can do it? Or do they think, oh, Bobby Lashley is the guy to do this? We Lashley's carried the WWE title before. He's been in this position. We know he can do this and be the lead on the brand. I think they're going to at least give Theory the shot to do it. How it works, I guess we'll know in a couple of months. You know, Lashley is a potential challenger to Roman. I don't know how soon they want to go with that. You know, Night of Champions is a possibility for that. And then everybody can fantasy book their Hurt Business reunion for the hundredth time in a month. (laughs) We'll see if if they decide to go that direction with things. That's an intriguing matchup to me to see where where they go. Because you can have a winner of that match without having Theory lose if you want to beat uh, Bronson or Lashley in that match. And I imagine Bronson will probably take the pinfall in that. Um, So we'll see how that plays out. But I'm intrigued see how that plays out and yeah i think i think it is sink or swim time for austin theory they they gave him the match against john cena they gave him the win against john cena that match was what it was i don't put all that on austin theory and cena showed up but to the only tan he was ready to take was the three second tan and that was it um and then afterwards it's been what it's been with theory and i'm not super high on him he's gonna he's gonna be in a big spot coming up leading smackdown I am looking forward to Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I know I praised Bad Bunny the other week, but man, this dude is legit music star when it comes to this stuff. Like I, I tweeted on Monday, it's like th- he does not have to do this at all, and he's not only like doing this; he's doing it at a very like big respect. He could have walked into Backlash and been like, "I'll team with Ray." We'll take on Dominic and Damian. I'll team with Ray and Santos. We'll take on Dominic, Damian, and Finn. It'll be cool. I'll hit a couple spots. Get out of there. Done. Like, nope. He's going to do... He's taking table bumps. He's going to do a street fight. He's probably going to get whacked with a chair, whacked with the kendo stick, go through another table. Doesn't have to do any of this shit. 
and, and still does. And people, I understand why they said this. Of like, oh yeah, like Logan Paul is also doing this, and Johnny Knoxville is also like doing this at a high level. Big difference when it comes to this stuff. One, Johnny Knoxville, his fame level from 2022 to you know what it used to be, night and day. Like Jackass, uh, the revival of it did did well, and I was very excited for nostalgia's purposes. Johnny Knoxville also just famous because he did dumb shit right like that's why he became famous logan paul famous because of viral videos and like he's boxed and everything he's an actual athlete but he's famous for being like a social media influencer type of person and doing stunts and things of that nature like it makes sense why he's doing wrestling i take nothing away from the actual work he's doing in wrestling doing great there but also understandable why he kind of enters the world of wrestling Bad Bunny, legitimately the most streamed musical artist, like going out there and doing all of this. This is like, you know, peak Jay-Z coming in in the the when Blueprint is dropping and going out there and like, hey, I'm going to do wrestling and I'm not only going to do it, I'm going to do like street fights against Steve Austin or whoever it might be. Jay-Z wouldn't show up for a rap battle against John Cena right. because he was, you know, worried about reputation and everything like bad bunny's going out there as a legit like doesn't need to do this at all doesn't have any type of real uh wrestling background wasn't famous for just like doing stunts and everything famous in a real entertainment aspect of the world and decides to to do all this it is insane that this man is doing it at the level and, and ability that he is doing at and i can't wait for that match you bad bunny fucking rules yeah, no, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. I said it last week too. And I was watching that uh that carpool thing or whatever. I was that show where you're talking to that guy in the the TV show in the car, getting interviewed, and he was talking about how in the like the the most fun, the biggest thing he does is the WWE. Like it isn't the music for him. Like I mean, obviously the music's huge for him, but like he gets the most enjoyment out of being a part of the WWE and on that show, which is like, I mean. Good for him. And it's amazing seeing fans that are that famous. Because, like, you know, being a wrestling fan, traditionally speaking, has never really been, like, that cool of a thing. Like, back in, like, the mid-90s or, like, late 90s for, like, the Attitude Era, the NWO and that kind of stuff. Like, it became cool. Steve Austin became cool. But, like, to have, like, the biggest star in the world, like Bad, Bad Bunny, being so down for wrestling, just, it's a, it's a it's great for wrestling. It opens it up for so many new fans to to um, to discover it, or people who might have been like wrestling's lame, and then they're like, "Wait, but Bad Bunny does it? Like, I love Bad Bunny, you know? Like, maybe it just changes your opinion completely on it just because he's involved, you know? So, and by the way, he completely commits to it. The, the matches, the, the, the stuff that he's done on the show, he's done very very well. And like you said, he could have come in and just done the the hosting thing, or just not been a part of it at all. And he's deciding he wants to wrestle in a street fight. So yeah. Good, good for him. I, I think it's, and here's the crazy thing. The flip side is happening for me because I was unfamiliar with bad bunny pre WWE. Cause I'm like, so out of the loop on so much of this, the mainstream stuff. Like I, I didn't know who bad, I mean, I'm sure I've heard, I heard of who, of the name, but like, I didn't know who he was or anything or know his music um, outside of maybe just seeing like Issa tweet about him and stuff. But like, I, uh, so it helped me too. It's like, I, you know, just, you know, there's a lot of wrestling fans that just, that probably don't listen to his music. And then you're like, oh, this guy's cool as hell. Turn out my stepbrother, who knows Spanish, 
listens to his music often and loves him. And he found out that I was became a fan of him through the WWE. So me and him were both kind of like Bad Bunny fans for com- two completely different reasons. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, it's it's smart. It, it's it works. He's got banger songs too. Absolute banger songs. When I can't even understand like most of the songs I've heard of his because like uh, most of what I've heard was is, wasn't in English, but like the actual like the melodies and the music and stuff yeah it's it's super catchy music i understand and if i understood the lyrics it'd be 10 times better i'm sure so it's like i i I totally i totally get why he's why he's as famous as he is guys reminder he puts on a banger show by the way too i've seen some concert clips and i'm like oh yeah like he's the live event i see why he sells out gigantic stadiums too like anyways sorry go ahead guys a reminder leave a wrestle rumble in the chat be entered to uh be in our drawing at the end of the show here we're draw names uh in the randomizer and then you get a free entry into the wrestle rumble backlash pick them you can get your backlash predictions in there and if you do not win our free entry go over wrestlerumble.com sign up get entered uh do you do the pick them chance to win a thousand dollars let's move on to aew uh over a million fans uh and a great number in the demo tuned in and it was a great show and i think it's been a run of great shows aew last night it became official we are getting the four pillars four way at aew double or nothing because darby allen and jungle boy defeated sammy guevara and mjf in a tag team match Took a while to get there. Took some twists and turns. But in the end, we get the four-way, four-pillar match for the AW World title. Jensen, what'd you make of how they ended up getting to this point? Um, So I think it was pretty obvious from the jump that we would get the four the four-way pillars match at the pay-per-view. So it was just a matter of like creatively getting there and, you know, we had to, we had to get to the pay-per-view and do something really to, to build it and make it make sense. Um, I, I guess I, I, I'm really I didn't love the whole Sammy MJF kind of relationship throughout this. I understand it as a story and as MJF is a heel and Sammy is a heel. The whole idea that he would take the pinfall for him if this was one on one at a pay per view and stuff, but that also made it pretty obvious that like that wasn't like AEW for one. And this is no offense to Sammy Guevara, who I think is actually really underrated in the grand scheme of things, but. Sammy Guevara versus MJF one-on-one world title. I just don't see AEW that, that being the, you know, when they have the roster that they have, I don't see that, that being the world title match at double or nothing. So I'm automatically thinking, well, if Sammy's already, you know, in or whatever, they're, they're making it really clear that they, he might be involved then. And they've already teased the four pillars all being in the ring together, cutting promos on each other. It was pretty clear that this is where we were heading. So, but I think that it's still, like it made sense and it didn't like the idea of that little mini tournament didn't make sense to me because it was a three-person tournament you're gonna give someone a buy that's kind of weird like i didn't love the way that was set up and i don't i don't love kind of like the once again i get it, it's a heel thing but it is like it's kind of weird seeing like mjf who is this just dastardly heel on the show and every now and then he does something kind of out of left field like you know uh like a Sinatra-esque performance or whatever, like that'll do. But it is weird seeing him like holding hands and like kissing Sammy Guevara and stuff. You know, just kind of like, it's like too much. But I get that's the point. He's a heel and that's exactly what he's probably trying to make me feel like. But it's just one of those things. It's just, it all just seems so out of character 
for MJF to act like this on the show with anybody else. It would not just Sammy, but anybody else. Um, and I get it. The whole point is he wants him to lay down for him. So he's, he's being super nice to him. I understand that, but it's like, you can do that also without like holding hands and like kissing him on the forehead and stuff. It's like, it's like, it's a little like too intimate for me. It's like, it's kind of, it's kind of strange that they've gotten that close so quickly on the show. Um, it'd be different if it was like MJF and like Wardlow back in the day. Cause like they were together for like years, you know, I could maybe see like, but anyway, it was just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's funny. Hypocrisy <laughs> Jones says a little gay is always okay. I have, nothing against people being gay whatsoever i'm i'm very much an ally to that community um and that's why i think like the, the kissing isn't what bothers me it's, it's the fact that it's mjf doing it he was he was such like uh he hates everybody and he's kissing this guy on the forehead like it just it's just funny you know it's just different um but uh but yeah, and then, so that's just kind of where I'm at. Like MJF and Sam have gotten very, very close on screen. I felt like Jungle Boy and, and, and Darby were going to get into the match, and they have. I like the finish of the match, too, by the way, where it kind of looked like Darby kind of didn't care who was going to hit on that coffin drop because Jungle Boy was making the cover, and Darby jumped anyways. Um, so uh, so yeah, and, and I expect MJF to retain the belt as well at the pay-per-view, but if I was going to make a change, I'd put it on Darby. But, um, but yeah. How do you feel about it? And do you agree with me? Like, is it is it not just like really weird seeing MJF like that? MJF. Because by is the way, so... by the way, by the way, see, I, I don't want to miss Sammy. I see more of that because like him and Jericho, the sex right. gods, like they kind of already had that kind of thing. But MJF is the thing that throws me off when I see him doing it. I mean, MJF, like, you know, doing the song and dance with, with Chris Jericho and then doing the, the song and dance just a, a few weeks ago. He's such a diverse performer that it does come off a little strange, especially when, you know, the, the previous feud he is talking about uh, Danielson and wanting to maim him so bad that he can't see his wife and kids. And he you know, is talking about the links that he will go to, uh, including car accidents while he's getting a blowjob uh, <laughs> and then putting, you know, the woman in, in a different seat. Like, yeah, it, it's a little strange when you, when you see the, just the, the different waves MJF, the the points that he will go to. It's like, Oh, super serious MJF talking about yeah, murder and things like that. And frame framing people. And then over here, Hey, love you. Big kiss on the forehead type of thing. But that's, that's MJF. At the end of the day, his thing is I'm willing to go to any length. So that means I got to be fake nice to this person and act like I really love them. However, I have to do that. That's what I'm going to do. That's who MJF is when it comes to that. I thought Sammy, should have been just a little bit smarter of like, hey, I've seen this act with MJF. I was the one who did not buy this act with MJF the first time. Now it's like, oh, well, he's willing to toss a bunch of money at me. It's cool. All I got to do is lay down for him and he'll help me out. Like, okay, cool. And even his wife is like, hey, don't be stupid, Sammy. Like, you're better than this. So the Sammy's part of it was a little bit more off-putting to me than, than MJF because I thought Sammy should have come off smarter. I didn't always sure. love the promos when it came to, to these three because for they just healed Darby and Jungle Boy unnecessarily. Jungle Boy already just a little clunky on the mic. Uh, doesn't always seem the most confident and comfortable when it comes to that. So his stuff didn't always strike with me. Uh, you know, Sammy would just be babyface random times. Like this is the most hateable person outside of MJF, like in the match. Why are we trying to babyface this guy? So a little all over the place with stuff. They got there in the end 
when it came to the the four-way match we all expected it could have been done a little bit different a little bit better probably i actually liked the idea of and i realize this is simple storytelling but you know originally it was mjf just being like you guys need to beat a bunch of people and that's what they were doing like sammy was winning matches darby was winning matches uh and um jungle boy they were just winning matches and then it became into the okay let's do a tournament one guy gets a buy that like that was weird should just been they just kept winning matches like i've proved myself i proved myself i proved myself here comes tony khan like they've all proved themselves they've all earned it four-way match and then mjf is irate and pissed off at all of this of like no what the fuck like they should earn it in a different way because you know mjf is just mad because mjf is mad like i would have been fine with that storytelling i realize very simple but you know sometimes i'm cool with just people winning matches to earn things and that's how a lot of mjf stories have gone and i i get that maybe people would be like well isn't this the same mjf story that we've always had in this case it was less about like obstacles of earning and more of just all three of these guys just being like, I'm going to beat these guys and I'm going to try to really prove myself. And MJF be like, you haven't proven shit. And Tony Khan be like, actually they've all proven plenty. They they're all in it. Let's just do this four way match. I, I love that idea. Actually just having them over the last couple of months, if they would have just like every week on like dynamite or rampage, you just see them just winning matches over like top level guys week after week after week. That would have been better. Actually, I, I, I would have liked that idea. Well, actually a lot better than the way that they got to it with this. And maybe maybe you do the the coexisting tag team match, but you do it as a, a three-way match. And this is where MJF at the end, like, oh, okay, we do um we we do everybody earns it, we do a title shot, we do the four-way, and then MJF is like, no, 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 actually, let's do this. Like, you guys to really prove this trios match, you team together, you get an actual halfway decent team uh, against them, not just throw away people. It's like if you guys can prove that you uh, can coexist with each other, then you can have your match type of thing. And then MJF is trying to screw them out of that match and stuff, but they eventually come together. They win the match. They get they get the four way match. But just throwing ideas out there, spitballing ideas out there. I like it. I like that idea. You know, because like you said, there were. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're getting the the four way uh, pillars match, and it's going to be a badass match, but. Um, but you're right. Like that's, that's how, like even some of the promos and stuff, was it last week? I think it was last week. It was either the last week or the week before where they all had like more promos against each other. And I, I was looking through Twitter and everyone was like, end this segment and this segment. And it was like, please MJF, where are you? Where are you? Come save this. And eventually MJF came out and kind of like saved the segment because the, the other pillars were kind of stumbling over their promos at one another and stuff. So um, <clears throat> so I'm with you. I think there, I think you're right. I think there could have been a better way to, to get to this. Um, and I would have preferred if they just beat a whole bunch of people and then maybe some sort of stipulation thing right up there, there at the end, like you said. Um, but ultimately the good thing is, like I said, the match is going to be great. Do you think that MJF is going to retain in that one as well? I would imagine. So I don't think they're taking the title off of MJF anytime soon. I also think when, mjf loses this belt like he should take a pen in there unless unless they decide they're setting up um you know darby and mjf as a singles bout and then mjf gets the gets the belt back in a singles match i could see the 
the person who makes the most sense if it's not MJF to win the match, like you said, is Darby. Darby pinning either Sammy or Jungle Boy to win the title. And then, of course, MJF, the big complaint is you didn't beat me for that title. So you set up a singles match between Darby and, and MJF. MJF gets the belt back there because I don't think Darby is a guy who needs like a long run for uh, with the title or anything. So that's the only other outcome I, I see. If it's not MJF winning, I could see Darby pinning one of the other two to and then you get to the Sammy or you get to the MJF and Darby uh singles match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on all that. I I, I think I think MJF retaining is that's the move, but like like I said before, if anyone else is to win the title, I would put it on Darby. But I think that there's more of a story there later on with like however they're gonna wrap up Sting and his retirement and stuff. I think that'll tie into Darby probably becoming the world champion right around the same time. So I think we have to wait a little bit longer for something like that. We shall see. That is a double or nothing. And then all in is, is after that, I guess they technically have forbidden door. I don't know if MJF is going to wrestle on forbidden door. And you know, maybe that's where you do the Darby and MJF singles match. If you want to do that. And that leads to all in where potentially MJF and and sting on that show. I know that's been uh, one of, one of the big rumors out there is MJF and sting on that show. So We'll, we'll see where they go with it. Uh, the other AEW spotlight is the House of Black open house, which I guess is an open challenge, even though we had the acclaimed win the trios battle royal, so they should probably get a title shot off of that. Uh, haven't loved the House of Black stuff. I've, I haven't been the biggest fan in general of just I'm not my not my cup of tea, as I've said many times. Uh, but now they're they're doing this. The the trios battle royal thing was weird because it they didn't hammer it home enough that it was like for a title shot to me. Right. And I thought they would really, I thought, you know, next week they would get this, this title shot. I don't know what's going on with house of blacks. I've been very overshadowed, probably rightfully so by the Blackpool combat club and elite um, multi-man stuff. House of black. They're there. They're still the trio champions. In case you guys forgot. Yes. And they now have the, uh, the open house rules for their, for their, titles which <clears throat> these are the uh kind of stipulations for this so any three wrestlers can form a team and challenge them so any any combination of three wrestlers can can get a shot it says there's a 20 count on the floor like so instead of a 10 count it's a 20 count no rope breaks and optional disqualifications which i don't remember if they meant did they mention like do they i imagine they, they have to establish that before the match starts if there's going to be disqualifications or not um so yeah i mean it sounds not that different than just being trios champions because like any like three people any combination of three people could have already challenged them like it did you know what i mean that doesn't really the 20 count is aw never does count outs anyways really um like super rarely like maybe like a couple times a year um the no rope breaks thing, that's, a, I guess, a little different, but once again, not too big of a deal. And then the optional DQ. So it's like if most of the matches are going to have DQs any, or could have a DQ anyway. So anyway, I guess they, like, I, I appreciate them trying to do something different and make this, uh, you know, make this, I guess, a little bit different. And I do like the House of Black in the ring. I think they have good matches, but you know me, y'all. You know how I feel about Bray Wyatt and stuff and, like, the magic and the goofy like the the I, listen i know i know people some people love that stuff like so for a lot of people house of black like this is their jam like i i get that 
Um, I love, like I said, in the ring, I like their matches a lot, but you know, so unless I'm, unless I'm missing something and please correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, open house rules doesn't really sound that different than just like what was already happening for the most part. It doesn't, they've got a lot of trios out there who could, I mean, they just had a whole battle Royal of trios yeah. who could just challenge for them. It does feel very like, let's throw together some trios and come at and challenge these guys. Let's change up the rules a little bit, even though, like you said, they don't make two. Okay. We've extended the count outs. So I guess we've extended the ring brawling, the rope break thing. Cool. But yeah, it's, it's a thing. I, I haven't been enamored. I have, I have not been enamored with, with any of, any of the house of black stuff. And they're there though. They're the they're the trio's champions. Why aren't the why don't the acclaim get a title shot? They won this battle royal. Why don't they get this title shot? I assume they will. I assume double or nothing, they will get their title shot. Maybe I'm wrong, but I assume <clears throat> that's what's gonna happen. Jeremy. What it's cool, man. We could just DM Will and just like tell him to change it. <laughs> <laughs> How crazy is that that like one of our guys is like helping with the creator for this company. That's insane. That's awesome. Sure. Not insane. It's insane in the best awesomest way ever. Um, I'm sure. By the way, I would never. Yeah. Well, just, just, just so I'm just cause I jokingly put that in the world. Um, I would never ever in a million years ever jeopardize any position or any career he would have by, by ever doing that. So I just, I'm, I'm going to make that clear. I would, I would, I would never reach out to him and ask about AEW creative. Um, hey, you sitting there with Tony Khan? I didn't like this about the show, man. I'm sure he's already got a ton of messages and replies from last night. Of like, oh, hey, sure. Will, what are we doing? Um, and oh, that was the black God. stuff. Well, we'll see when it comes to the the open house. Hopefully, it it's halfway decent. Uh, let's move on yeah. to other spotlights. Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. New Japan. A lot of champions changing uh, hands. A lot of titles changing hands. Yesterday at New Japan Wrestling Duntaku, we got a new never uh, open weight champion as David Finley defeated Tamatanga. We got a new strong open weight champion as Kenta lost to Hikaleu. We got we did not get a new TV champion as Jeff Cobb and Zack Saber Jr. went to a time limit draw, and then we got we had a couple weeks ago we got a new King of Pro Wrestling champion as Tai Chi won the title. And I know I'm missing one, and I apologize. That well, like Sonata one. was recent too, of course. With the Sonata was another recent uh, title change as well. The Open was a recent title change. It's a lot of title changes happening. Oh, the the six man tag team titles. How could I forget about the never six man tag team titles? And it's actually big names who got them. We got Tanahashi, Ishii, and Okada winning Okada, those, yeah. and then John Moxley is coming in for Dominion, and it seems like he's going to team with Shota and another and a third member to take on Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii for those six-man titles. So kind of a reset for New Japan when it comes to titles. What do you make of all these title changes, Jensen? Um, I'm with you. It does feel like a reset, um, and I hope what they're doing is, it will work. <clears throat> you know, like historically speaking, New Japan for so long was 
like they had like really long title runs you know what i mean and stuff like like it felt like the, the build to, to get people to that point took a really long time and it still is the case you know for in in a, in a lot of sense with new japan but it feels like right now like you said it's a lot of change happening it feels like all right now kind of all at once i will say this for those six man tag team titles there's never a point six man titles um what a badass team you have okada and tanahashi together and then ishii who is like one of my favorites ever but like not you know admittingly he's not he's not a okada level or tanahashi level guy like those okada and tanahashi are like like john cena and steve austin like level guys for new japan and ishii's way up there don't get me wrong i I, like i said ishii's like one of my favorites ever but it's cool that like he's the third guy in that to me like that that makes it like that much cooler um and it's also indicative kind of of what you're talking about with with every with like the change in the company because when you look at the other champions and you see guys like obviously we have kenny omega as u.s champion still we have like sonata hiromu tanahashi dave finley tai chi these kind of guys who like you know it kind of feels like most of these champions that new japan has right now are kind of like the newer breed of who they want and you know and part of that is when you have like okada tanahashi and ishii all focused together as like a trios you know it's going to open up the single stuff for more people and that's like kind of kind of what i think is happening so um yeah i mean the the david finley experiment is still very much the verdict is still very much up you know, up in the air for me on that so, you know, we'll see how he does with the Never World Point Championship. But we talked about, you know, kind of the current state of the Bullet Club and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, how I, I guess is there anything that like really stands out to you as far as any any moves like you wouldn't have made for any of these titles? Or like does the Dave Finley, do you feel the same kind of way still? Or have, have you warmed up more to Finley and the Bullet Club since the last time we talked about it? Or kind of how do you stand on all this? getting gold was big for finley in the bull club i mean the never open weight title gets passed around a, a good bit mm-hmm. so it's not like the biggest title in the world el Fantasmo establishing him as a credible singles threat i like i would have liked to see kenta with the strong open weight title a little bit longer but they're high on hikaleu i get it i'm just a nostalgia fan for kenta and just want him to have all the good things i like that it in you know someone mentioned in the chat uh chi-town spurs who also left a, left a super chat uh who says it can't be a coincidence that will shows up and she does immediately back on television that was his <laughs> yeah. first move he was like i ain't signing unless we get cheetah back that that same night uh yeah yoda suji came out and he's gonna challenge sonata at dominion like they're bringing in kind of a new guard here jay white's gone uh you know he can't wrestle for them anymore Tanahashi's winding down. Okada's still at the top of the game, but you can only go back to that well so many times. Naito, they never seem to just go full bore with him, although I imagine he will face Sonata uh, at a big show coming up. I like it. I like that it seems New Japan's kind of freshening up with this stuff, and I hope it continues, and I look forward to... I really look forward to the summer with New Japan, and I can't say... I, I. I feel like I haven't said that in a little while. Osprey's hurt. You know, Osprey's going to be back in the mix once he gets in there, but he's hurt right now. So they, they need these newer people in there to, to freshen things up. And I like it. I really like uh, wrestling Dentaku and the things they, they've set up for the summer. We got the G1 coming up. Dominion's a big show. The partnership with AEW is going to 
if nothing else is going to just bleed into some just good matches for New Japan, we'll see how they set them up. Moxley returning to Japan for Dominion. I'm excited for New Japan. I Wrestling Dentaku was a great show of stuff they've set up. So I'm looking forward to the summer in New Japan. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Great, great stuff. I mean, yeah. and they need they need to shake it up. Like, I mean, we, for so long, it's been like the same guys over and over and over again doing not the same thing, but a lot of the same matches you've seen over and over, holding the same titles you've seen over and over. So, yeah, I think it's good that they're, they're shaking it up. Maybe, Steven Vincent, CM Punk will just show up to Dominion, just hang out backstage, chill, play some Uno, yeah. you know, like to just see Shota Yamino and CM Punk playing Uno. Be good stuff. Is that impact? Just playing Uno with people, taking pictures with Jordan Grace, just showing up at Impact. Yeah, I know we talked about it the other week. Um, but this, the more and more that this happens, the more it's you because you brought this up the other week, and I agreed. When I don't, I don't know if you were necessarily making the statement that you believe this, but you kind of threw out the idea of if this was happening, and I think it is. A lot of this really seems like to me that CM Punk wants it out there, like that he's not the problem. Like, look at me. Like, I'm getting, I'm going to all these shows. People love me. I'm making pictures with everyone. I go along great with everyone. Whatever's going on with AEW and the people over there, that's not, that's not on me. Like, look, you know, and that's kind of, you know, maybe in some senses that is what has happened. I, I don't know. <clears throat> it's, 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 it's weird to me because you, I'll, I'll give an example. When Ricky Starks went with Cody Rhodes to the Royal Rumble, that was the only reason anyone knew about that was because some doofus that works like at the security of the arena gave away the security footage. Like, but no one like that was not meant to be public. <clears throat> CM Punk showing up at raw and showing up at impact and stuff. He knows that that's going to get out, especially if you're taking pictures with people. So like, <clears throat> it feels, it feels to me like a leverage move in a lot of ways where it's like, look, I get along with everyone. So stop shitting on me. If you think that I'm the reason that, that I'm not on the show or that, I, that the elite doesn't want to work with me or whatever, like that's on them. I'm fine to deal with. Look at everyone I'm, I'm hanging out with. Look at all the different companies I'm, I'm in good graces with. And by the way, if something happens there, these companies like me, you know? And it's like, I don't know. It just is what it is. I think there is definitely a part of punk. I want to make this clear. I'm sure there is a part of punk that loves pro wrestling that like really wants to reconnect with, with other wrestlers that wants to be backstage and wants to be involved. But this is also a guy who wanted no involvement whatsoever for all, however long it was from like 2013 when he quit or whatever until 2021 or whatever when he came back. 2020, I can't remember exactly. It was 2021, right? Because the fans were back. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, you know what I mean. It's just one of those things where it seems it seems pretty disingenuous. But I also, it's kind of cool though. It's, you know, like if I if I was friends with all these people. And I had the opportunity to show up and reconnect with my friends. I would want to also, but you know that what you're doing is going to cause a lot of, you know, people are going to talk about it. That's going to be super public that you're backstage at other wrestling events when you're currently not a part of the company you're actually signed to. So. I, I, mean, I said it the other week is it seems like a good publicity play. Right. It's working good on them. The man knows how to play the game. Right. I don't think it's anything more than that. He's not signing with Impact. We know where he's at. We know where he's going. We know when he's returning and all that. 
it's a good it's a good little publicity play for CM Punk. He's playing the game well, and he's playing Uno. Hopefully, he's a if he plays Uno half as good as he plays the Eye of the Public game right now. He's taking a lot of money in that Impact locker room. Yeah, and good for Impact. A lot of people were talking about the company. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, Naomi, uh, her big debut is tonight. Trinity, her big debut is uh, tonight on Impact. Mercedes showed up to uh, support her friend, which is always good to see. You know, they invited CM Punk. They're like, hey, they're in Chicago. Come on down. Come hang out. It's like, okay, cool. He showed up. He was there taking photos. Oh, yeah. And if you're the Impact, you you should. Right. Yeah. I get get that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. WWE is a different story, I think. But that's, you know, that's just a different scenario altogether for a lot of reasons. Right, right. Uh, our indie spotlight, Steven Jensen. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. Big motherfucking shout out to our pal who's been on this show multiple times, Cole Radrick, winning the BLP Pro Heavyweight Championship, winning a four-way match, defeating Billy Stark, Sawyer Wreck, and Alec Price to win the title. It's Sky Blue, right? I'm Sawyer Wreck. Was it Sky Blue? I'll look it up. I think you're right. I think it was Sky Blue. I yeah, it was Sky Blue. <clears throat> so what what they did, they had a, a match. It was Alec Price versus Cole, uh, Cole Radrick earlier in the show. Uh, Billy Starks came out from under the ring, attacked Cole, and that set up like the four-way in the main event. Um, uh, Sawyer Wreck just uh, uh, just uh, challenged Masha, though, for the GCW yeah. title. Yeah. Um, and it was sky blue, right? Like I'm not going crazy. It was. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. no, that's because 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 last last week I was going crazy with the bishop thing, and I realized afterwards I was like, I was like, why was I so sure the bishop was the AIW champion going into that match with Cardona? And I was like, oh, it's because I'm so used to watching him defend the BLP Midwest Championship. Like I get I get so many of these indie titles kind of overlapping with one another. But <clears throat> anyways, um, yes, Cole Radrick, uh won that four way match. He wound up pinning Alec Price with his little Sebastian's curse for the three count. Um, hell yeah. Shout out to Cole Radrick. Love seeing our dude win some more gold. Um, I saw that y'all had him on In the Weeds recently or this past week, which is great. I got to see him live at GCW just about a week or, a week or so ago. Um, and uh, he's a guy who's out there just grinding. And I've said it before, and he, he won't, and this isn't a dig that he won't mind me saying this. He's one of the most unassuming looking wrestlers you'll ever see. Like, like physically speaking, he just looks like the, one of the most normal human beings ever. And he's just like a super nice, genuine, just good dude, you know? And the amount of work that this dude has put in to get to the point he's in, to be one of the top names in independent wrestling, and therefore one of the top names just in wrestling in general, when you really think about it, it's amazing what this dude has done. Um, and I've been watching it from, I mean, I started watching him live probably around like 2017 or something. I mean, it's been, it's been years. And he, he, he's gone from a dude who looked like he was barely getting booked um, and always involved in like some like multi-person thing or against like Marco stunt or something like that. And then and to, to see him, nothing against Marco stunt, by the way, but it was like, you know, they book like smaller wrestlers against each other and stuff like that. And the, you know, and to see where he's at now is just what a testament to just hard work and just, improvement in 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 getting any good relationships with people and because that's another thing he gets booked everywhere he gets booked at all these different promotions so yeah i'm I'm very happy for cole getting that blp heavyweight title and um you know billy starks obviously you know she's heading aew so like i'm sure she's wrapping up a lot of her indie stuff and they but um they they obviously billy and and cole 
are close in real life because both big Starks brand members and they travel together with Mouse and everything. So like, it's cool to see that after the match, although Cole didn't pin Billy for the title, they kind of had that tease there afterwards that maybe we'll get a singles match before Billy goes off. Um, or if not, they, it was kind of the acknowledgement there kind of for like the hardcore fans and knowing their history and being like, that's kind of a cool send off if that kind of is it for Billy. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. I can't say enough good things about Cole Radrick. Um, and BLP in general, now, now they're two top champions. You have Cole Radrick as the heavyweight champion and Josh Bishop as the Midwest champion. Like, I mean, that's, that's very much my company right there. My, they're, they're, those are my dudes. So, <laughs> And, and shout out Mikey yeah, Blaine. It's good to too. He, he does a great job with that company. Good to see Cole uh, win that title. He was on End the Weeds on Monday this past week. Everyone can go check out that show, that interview that's up on Fightful Overbooked. Uh, it's being cut into two separate things as well because uh, we had Sean Ross Sapp come in there and him and Cole did a bit and then Shaza McKinsey ran in. So very fun time with Cole, Sean, and Shaza. Everyone can go check that out. And like Jensen said, Cole Radrick, one of the nicest dudes. I, I messaged him on like Sunday. I was like, hey, you want to join in the weeds today? He's like, yep, I'm there, whatever you need. And so just one of the nicest. I told him 20 minutes. He did like 45 minutes. So Cole Radrick, one of the best dudes out there. So shout out to him. Go go, go watch him on Twitch as well. He's big on the Twitch. Uh, go support Cole. Yes. Other indie spotlight, Steven Jensen. Richard Holiday showed up at Beyond 30 Plus and announced that he's in remission. And... He's doing well. He's he's in remission from cancer. We'll see when he's going to return to the ring. He's supposed to be at the Beyond show coming up as well. I think he's just making an appearance. No return date set or anything like that. But good that Richard Holiday. he's in remission. He's on the road to getting back in the ring at some point. It's good to see Richard Holiday, one of the nicest dudes. Another just great human in, in uh, the world of wrestling. So it was that was a cool announcement by Richard Holiday. And I look forward to whenever he does really return. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, cause he had, I, I believe <clears throat> he has Hodgkin's Hodgkin's lymphoma, I believe is what he had. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, full, full disclosure. And I, I know I can run just a couple minutes over here than normal. Cause, um, I'll be here, but, um, like, you know, I, I've, I've lost a lot of family members. I lost my mom, my grandma and my aunt all to breast cancer. So like cancer is like, you know, that's something that's very, very, very scary to me. And um, it's great to see that he's in remission. Like it really is. When I found out he was, he was battling cancer. I felt terrible to know that he was going through that. And that's with anybody who has to go through this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, it's just no, it's what, what's so shitty about something like this. Is it something that nobody, like nobody wants any disease, obviously, but like, some stuff is kind of self-inflicted, right? Like you smoke cigarettes, you might get lung cancer. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. But like, this is just such a, you know, it's just so random, you know, and you know, just, you know, I just feel so bad for anyone who has to ever deal with this. Um, so to know that he's in remission is incredible. And I hope it just leads to, uh, you know, a speedier recovery and him back in the ring. I, if I remember correctly, I think he left MLW recently. So I don't know. Yeah. He became a free agent. Yeah, so, um, and here's the thing, man. And I said the same thing about Roman. Um, if you can beat cancer, like everything else is easy. You know what I mean? So, like, like if if uh, if there was any company that ever like you know 
maybe didn't want to take a chance on Holiday for some reason. Maybe like they liked him and they they thought he was good, but like they needed that one extra thing to really like, you know, to to really put him over that hump of like whatever it was that he was missing. It's like, dude, motherfucker, just be cancer. You know what I mean? Give give give, give him a shot. You know what I mean? So like I. I think that uh, and he's obviously he's super talented too. He's got a great look, great in the ring. I mean, he's he's been one of the next guys up for a while. But this to me is just one of those things where I just have such a massive amount of respect for people who, who go through that and and, and fight it and, and win. So that's uh, yeah, I'm getting a little emotional talking about it because it's just kind of my family history with cancer. But it's, I hope I hope nothing but I hope nothing but health for him going forward. Listen, I did not know that about your family. I'm very sorry to to hear all of that. And I can understand, I think everybody understands why I'd be a little emotional um, talking about this. Uh, you know, as far as Richard holiday goes, yeah, it's, it's good to see. It's good to see that he, he beat, he beat it. He's in remission. I, I don't need a brushing back to the ring or anything. Whenever he is ready, whenever he is comfortable, it'll be good to see him back. But it was just, it was great to see him at beyond and, and making the announcement and everything, whatever he wants to do, man, uh, he's, he's, he can hopefully do it. Cause like you said, and I mean, that is just for a logistical standpoint that he can do anything. Sure. Like, but like you said, like, yeah, once you beat cancer, like everything else just kind of probably seems a little bit easier after that. So yeah, whatever he wants to do, whether he wants to, you know, take independent bookings, go back to MLW, try to go elsewhere, like all that stuff's probably a lot easier now for him. And we're just happy that he's able to do all of that. Now, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout out to oh, Richard Holiday. Uh, again, a very, very, I interviewed him a long, long time ago when I first started with Fightful. He was very kind with everything. I know Sean's interviewed him a couple times and he's, he's very fun. Those interviews, he's very engaging and stuff. Like, he's just a good dude from, from everything I know, from everything I've heard. So it's, uh, yeah, man, great to see. Good, good, good positivity in the world of professional wrestling. All right. Uh, last call, leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat to get entered into the drawing right now we have three and those three are just gonna they're gonna get the entries and where's everyone out in the chat saying where's the wrestle rumbles at y'all all you gotta do is leave the wrestle rumble in the chat <clears throat> and, and you're in oh it's very simple you ain't got to do any hard work here i'm gonna share my screen also with y'all real quick just so you can see kind of cut off I know we got the graph. I'm gonna have to move the graphic anyway for the interview, right? So yeah, yeah there you go. <clears throat> so there's the uh, WrestleRumble.com um, backlash pick'em contest. Oh, there we go. We got more people saying WrestleRumble now. Um, yeah, we'll give y'all we'll give y'all a minute or so to Jeremy. How how fast you got to get out of here? I know you're you got to go. I got I got a few minutes. I can run the drawing and then get out of here. Okay. We're gonna give y'all like a minute or so because there's a little bit of a delay. I know between us and the chat. Um, if you want to keep putting the, the words Russ Rumble in the chat, we're putting everyone on a list and we're going to pick three names off that list here in a second. And uh, those three people are going to have a shot at the Russell Rumble contest. We're going to give you three entries um, that you can use on Saturday. And the top prize is $1,000 cash. Uh, you got second and third, both getting 100 and fourth getting a mystery prize. The way that this works, it's, it's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's basically like a, it is like fantasy picks, uh, or like daily fantasy type uh contest for professional wrestling so you'll see stuff on there um i don't i don't know what the questions are because i haven't seen them yet but it'll be stuff along the lines of like winners and losers for matches how long matches are um some stipulations within matches sometimes like if a table is going to break or someone's going to run into the ring and that kind of stuff so a lot of prop bets under overs 
uh, straight up pickums, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, and it makes it so much more fun, especially if you're someone like me who might be down on the WWE product, but you want to you want to watch the pay per views or the PLEs, um, but you might not be super invested in like the week to week product. This keeps you super invested in the week to week if you really want to have better picks and know what's going on in the show. But even if you just watch the once a month, it's so much fun just to sit there and 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 go along, especially when you're when you're doing good and like you're you're hitting throughout the show and you're like, I might win a thousand dollars. I've won one time once ever. I've done, I do all these contests. It's very very difficult to win because so many people are so good at these. But when you win, it is an incredible feeling. And the prizes are very real. They send you the they send you the prizes uh, in the mail. You get them within a couple of days. The cash gets sent to you via like PayPal, uh, like immediately. So um, within like a day or so or something. So it's yeah, it's awesome stuff. Thank you, Wrestle Rumble. Thank you, Matt, for being a part of the show so consistently with us here on the spotlight. And uh, yeah, I don't know, J- Jeremy. Do you have all the names there? Yep. I uh, so here are. Our, our winners be in contact with uh steven jensen shoot him a dm dm should be open three winners we have hogan hogan is a winner uh easy from the trap he put his in earlier and we did not rig this but jk shaw our good pal jk shaw he has won as well those are our three winners for the wrestle rumble drawing all right everybody i have to run this week i have uh things to do i'm going to see a bunch of penguins that's what i'm going to do not the Pittsburgh <coughs> kind uh everyone go to fightfuloverbooked.com go check out all the stuff we have going on over there um new in the weeds tomorrow we should be joined by brandon thurston of wrestlenomics sp3 is co-hosting with me tomorrow go to wrestle rumble or go to wrestlerumble.com yes uh also go to fightfuloverbooked.com go to fightful.com sign up to fightful select com enjoy the interview with teriyaki he rules i'm really rooting for him and all of his success jensen will lead you into that i will be back here next week with everybody everyone knows where to find me at please don't follow me on twitter follow steven <laughs> jensen on twitter everyone enjoy your thursday bye everybody all right so it's just me now with y'all um <coughs> excuse me i've had a cough all morning allergy season right now unfortunately um i'm going to open my dms right now for Twitter so that anyone I missed the names that Jeremy said, I'll have to go back and, and um, rewind while, uh, while you're listening to the interview here, but just one moment. Sorry about that. Um, I am going into my privacy settings and opening my direct messages, allow requests from anyone. Okay. So if you want a Russell Rumble entry just then, Please direct message me on Twitter. It's fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. Um, I will uh, just, just send me a message. And all I need to get from you is your email address. And I'll make sure Wrestle Rumble emails you on Saturday morning. Um, you have pretty much between now and then to get in touch with me to, to give me that. Pre- I prefer if you can give it to me by um, by tomorrow, by Friday night, if possible, by by the end of the night, by like the time SmackDown ends. Um, so please get in touch with me if you want to wrestle on Brentry just now. Direct message me once again. It's at F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore fight talk underscore. Um, and just say, just say, hey, I want to wrestle on Brentry. Just say wrestle rumble. Just give me a heads up while you're while you're reaching out via DM. I'll see those and I'll make sure Wrestle Rumble um gets those over to you this weekend. If you do not message me, um you I, if you don't message me, I have no way of getting in touch with you, and I apologize about that. But if you get in touch with me even afterwards, I'll make sure to get you a free entry on the next pay-per-view. Like I'll always 
you'll 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 be made whole. I'll make sure you get your free entry that you want on the show. Um, I want you to get it for backlash, but if you you don't message me or you miss this somehow and you won, we'll get you on the next pay per view. I'll, I'll always make sure to get you all your, get you all your prizes that you won here on the show. And once again, thank you again to Wrestle Rumble for being a part of the show as always. So that said, uh, what you're about to hear is an interview with myself, Jeremy, and Teriyaki. Um, Teriyaki, I'm gonna let him do the intro himself because he smoked me. Uh, I, I tried doing his intro and he did a much better version of it. I didn't want to just read his Twitter bio, but that's pretty much what he did for his intro, but it was way better than what I did. Um, Teriyaki, super innovative wrestler, um, a guy that I've been seeing all over the place. He's really been blowing up more recently because he, uh, he's been a part of GCW and he's only like a year or so into his career um, and already absolutely killing it. Uh, so hope you all enjoy this interview with Teriyaki. Um, afterwards, I'll be back on here to kind of close the show out and um, and yeah, so enjoy the interview. Here you go. Welcome to the spotlight, the creator spotlight, the interview portion of the show with myself and Jeremy Lambert, as always. And today, our guest is someone I got to meet live in person in Atlanta, Georgia at GCW. And uh, a guy that you're going to be hearing a lot more from in the future because he's super innovative. A guy that I, I think is doing great things out there in the world of independent professional wrestling. A guy that's trained by AR Fox and uh yeah. Guy that I'm really, really looking forward to doing, man. I'm all right, man. I'm cool, you know, cooler than the other side of pillow. I already know. <laughs> we but, appreciate you, know, you joining the, us. I appreciate it too. I gotta get the gimmick in, you know. It's not <laughs> undeniable. The new generation innovation, ace of the WWE four, ace from the WWE four, soon to be ace of professional wrestling. Mr. Please Don't Die, Holy Shit, Shout to Crash Out Kid, The Real Deal, Teriyaki. Yes, sir. There we are. See, there you go. There's there's the real deal intro right there from Teriyaki, from the man himself. Terry, Every time. <laughs> there you go. Hey, the, the, the first question I got for you is probably the most obvious question. You may have answered this a thousand times. I don't know. And I, I, I honestly don't know the answer. Why the name Teriyaki? Oh, yeah. I always answer this question. <laughs> I'm gonna start coming up with different answers every time. But nah, <laughs> the, like, <laughs> the honest like answer is like uh a childhood friend of mine, uh his name's Chaz. I shouted him last time, uh at Zach Reckline on uh Instagram. Like uh we were just kicking it one day, like I was like in high school with him. And he was like, Yo, like I'm gonna start calling you Teriyaki, you got the sauce, you feel me? And so I was like, Oh yeah, I like that name and I stuck with it. But, like, my original name was Terry Guns because me and my brother was going to be a tag team. But, like, you know, he, he he has kids. He's older, like, 10 years older than me, so he fell out of, like, training as much. So I was like, Terry Guns doesn't sound as cool as, like, you know, his name was Tommy. So it was Tommy Guns. That's cooler than Terry Guns. So I was like, I got to change it. And I was like, I'll just go with Teriyaki, see if it sticks, and it worked. Here I am Wait, now. Do, do you like teriyaki sauce, teriyaki chicken? Like, Is, is this part of your, your meals? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like every time Panda Express, man, I got to get the teriyaki. <laughs> I was say, that would be yeah, wild if, if, you did, if you didn't eat teriyaki. I actually had some teriyaki chicken earlier today. It's funny. It was, it was a coincidence. Like, I, w I, was, uh, I was going through some different, like, meal ideas, and I saw the teriyaki chicken, and I was like, I'm going to have this today. Then I was like, I'm going to review teriyaki later. I'm going to definitely have the teriyaki chicken today. So and then, and then oh, I thought yeah. of the question. I was like, I wonder why he called himself teriyaki. And that's why I asked God. the question. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I made it when everybody starts spelling teriyaki how I spell it. You know what I'm saying? No more of the <laughs> I in there. Spell it like how I spell it, and I'll be on top. There you go. There you go. Uh, my first question is: 
are you okay as Mr. Please Don't Die after I mean, you, I'm sure you saw the viral spot. You retweeted it. You you do the run up, flip over the top rope, and then the the dive looked a little the landing looked a little rough there. You good? Everything yeah. good? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'm fine, man. I'm like I'm like uh I'm like made out of elastic or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm kinda like I guess you could say like in later like future, I'm probably not gonna be doing as crazy stuff as I do now, but like Right now, like, I just, like, I live for the moment. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, like, there. And it's, like, I just I always, like, like that type of uh, high-risk maneuvers. But sometimes I take too many risks. But right now, I'm just cooling, you know. I haven't died yet, so. <laughs> we hope it doesn't here. happen, especially in the ring. <laughs> um. Yeah, don't jinx myself or nothing. No, Knock no. on wood. Uh, yeah. like, when you do that, have you had any major injuries off of uh, the style that you do? Uh, not really, actually. I mean, my wrist, but I think I messed my wrist up off of drop kicks, so it's not really that bad. But I mean, like off of all that stuff, I really, I think it's just adrenaline. And usually, I don't land as bad as people think I do. You know what I'm saying? People are usually there to make sure that I'm not. You know, that was like I tried to late tuck, but I shouldn't have late tuck. I should have just went for it. Yeah, that's but, actually something I never thought about that much until we started interviewing like a bunch of wrestlers here on the show is like <clears throat> kind of deciding part of your move set based on how often moves just hurt that you're doing. Like P I we've talked to people that stopped doing four fifties, for instance, because they kept hurting their their wrists, but so they would switch to like a moonsault or something because it's like you know a different kind of body part taking the impact. And that's something that like you're constantly kind of kind of figuring out yourself where you want to do cool stuff, but then you're like, Man, every time I do this, I'm like this this might not be worth it. Yeah, man, I never really had a move where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. At that, Well, at this stage, you know what I'm saying? I'm still like a year and a couple months into my career. So, like, right. I don't really have that many things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm done taking that. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm just, like, going for it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. 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 So, it all works. So, I'm just I'm cool with it right now. What, what's it been like, you know, blowing up so fast? Like, getting booked in such big companies and, and training at such great places. I mean, in just, you said just, you know, just over a year. That's, it's it's pretty, I mean, it's actually, it's very impressive, like, how, how well you're doing in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's like a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Like, at one point, like, once I started getting to high school, like, I always wanted to be a wrestler, but start, by the time I started getting to high school, I was focused on other things. And I didn't really see this as, like, a realistic, like, career of mine, you know what I'm saying? But, like, after I got out of high school, you know, I got in a little whatever, whatever. And, you know, I started to – I was like, you know what, it's like I got to take the chance. This is, like, my plan A at that point. And so, like – and then it happened, and I just grinded as hard as I could, and I feel like it's a blessing, you know what I'm saying? I'm still humble. I just like, I just want more and more and more. You know, I'm 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 satisfied, but I'm not content. You know, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm still grinding as hard as I am when I first started. How did the uh, AEW bookings come about? You're on AEW Dark at this part of the Universal tapings. How did those uh, come together? Uh, we did uh, me, Jay Lucas, and Larry Lazard did the Nightmare Factory, and so through the Nightmare Factory, we met with QT Marshall, Cody Rose, Baron Black and guys like that. And um, honestly, I remember Cody Rose sitting there and he was talking with the whole class. And he says to us, he's like, closed mouth, don't get fed, you know what I'm saying? And that was like the big thing. And so me, Jay and Larry looked at each other and we're like, well, let's just ask about it. And so we asked him about it. And we asked, he gave us Sean Dean's um, information. We hit up Sean Dean, Sean Dean's really cool. Shout out to Sean Dean, I appreciate everything he uh, did for us. And from there, we just, it just start rolling in and it happened for us. 
what was it like being being in the ring? You so you faced the boys in Dalton Castle and then uh, varsity athletes. Like, what's it like being in the ring with these guys who are basically television stars? Facts. It's it's really cool, man. It's like it's real. It's real. Like it's really like it's like surreal to me. Like that I'm even in that like in this position to be around people that I watched as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm around them often. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I, I was just sharing the room. Like you know what I'm saying? I was at dark. Like guys like Kenny Omega, you know, Fox is there, William Regal, you know what I'm saying? I could keep like naming names of people I've seen there. It's just surreal to me because it's like I'm I'm still a fan too. And so seeing these people is like, yo, it's crazy. This is crazy to me. Like I don't want to just go mark out or nothing, but it is pretty wild to be just standing next to these type of people. Did you get any I mean, advice from from? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, okay. Did you get any advice from any any of them or anybody backstage after before the matches? Um, yeah, we usually get a lot of advice from guys like, um, Don Castle. He liked, he liked what we had. Um, Jerry Lynn, shout out Jerry Lynn. He gave us some, um, a couple critiques and stuff like that as well. But like everybody back there is so friendly. Everybody's willing to like give you information if you're um, willing to accept it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. <clears throat> you were mentioning, uh, like marking out kind of, you know, seeing all these people that you're such big fans of. I may have asked you this before, but I can't remember. Who who were some of your favorite wrestlers growing up? And were some of those names like that were backstage there at Impact? Or sorry, at, at AEW? Um, well, my favorite wrestlers growing up was like I watched a lot of TNA. Like I loved wrestling, but when I like found out about TNA and like the exhibition, that's what made me want to be a wrestler. So guys like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Low Key. Christopher Daniels. I seen Christopher Daniels. That was pretty crazy. Samoa Joe. That was pretty crazy. Um, like Frankie Kazarian, Sanjay Dutt, Jerry Lynn. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of guys <laughs> I can name. It's just like, oh man. Even Jeff Jarrett. Like yo, Jeff Jarrett. Oh yeah. A legend. A literal legend. It's just. It's crazy. It's insane, man. It's crazy. What a ride man. already. <laughs> it's man. crazy. Yeah, that that's awesome. I mean, Jeff Jarrett's one of those guys that I got to meet him a couple years ago, and he was like such a nice guy. Like the way he was going out of his way to, like he was asking fans if they wanted pictures with him. Like they weren't coming up to him, and he was going up to them and be like, "Yeah, I see you standing there. Like if you want some pictures, like I can sign some stuff." You know, like just such a nice guy. Um, you mentioned um, other guys that you were there with, Larry Lazard and Jay Lucas, uh, two of your top team members. If you want to. Talk a little bit more about those guys and, uh, you know, put them put them over here on the show. Okay, okay, okay. I, last time when I did the interview, I forgot to say Keelan Cole, the one-of-one Keelan Cole. Watch <laughs> out for him. I was a little I was a little drunk, so I, I, I was forgetting names. But I'm going to make sure I'll put that over right now. The, the one-of-one Keelan Cole. Watch out for him. He's going to be big, all right? But Jay Lucas and Larry Lazard, those guys, like, we, like, they started a little bit before me a couple months before me but like as soon as like we like i started training there we all just clicked we all just clicked like me dante larry lazar uh jay and blackjack we all just clicked and we just like we're just all cool with each other you know what i'm saying we're like practicing moves on each other we're chaining every day doing all the spots together when it comes up to doing like uh doing like uh the spots like in training we're all doing it together but like me and larry we had like matches like a millions of matches together like he gave me one of my first practice matches when i first started and then after i'd like debuted i'm going on the indies everywhere it's just like all right terry you'll wrestle larry tonight and it's like all right well all right bet and then the next place is like terry you'll wrestle larry and i'm like oh well all right bet we can you know what I'm saying so we have really good chemistry 
and me and Jay, like we like we wrestled each other a couple of times, like about two or three. But we always just had some. It's like I don't know. It's like a like a chemistry outside of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And then we became a tag team. So that was like it just made sense for us to like be there. I don't know. <laughs> it was like it made sense for us to be a tag team. Like we like the way we clicked was like already there. And uh, you know, for those for those who haven't heard um, our interview for Fightful, so like a lot, actually a lot, a lot more people will hear this interview um, that we're recording right now. Um, could you speak more to your training and the people you train with? Okay, I train at the WWA Four with AR Fox. Anybody you can name from the A Four, they're all there. You know what I'm saying? From Bobby Flacco, Adrian Alanis, Liam Gray, uh, Kane pops up sometimes. Ruff pops up sometimes. You know, just a it's a it's a handful of cast of members and we're all just in there, we're all like chasing the same goal, doing you know what I'm saying? We're all all on the same road, just working as hard as we can. Fox is real like laxed, you know what I'm saying? So you can he gives you like the freedom of like doing things you wanna do on top of like him teaching you how to do something. He'll give you the freedom to do something and then he'll be like, All right, well this is how you can do it better. And so that's what I like really love about that place. It's like, we just, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just like, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to say it's a playground, but it's basically like, we just go in there and we have fun every day. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what it is. It's not like a boot camp or anything. It's like fun. Like just go in there and have fun. It's a bunch of really creative guys too. And girls that are there, like y'all putting your heads together, kind of off the really, really cool stuff. Indeed. It's really easy to, it's like, like like I said, we'll just chain, you know what I'm saying? We'll start off chaining, like me and Dante will start chaining. And from there, we'll be like, oh, you know, it'd be crazy if you do like this and this and this. It's like, okay, you want to record it? All right, record it. Wow, I'll be like, all right, man, I'm going to do it this Thursday. All right, man, we do it Thursday. And now we're starting to do it more. And now, you know, now it's a part of my uh, repertoire moves and stuff. He does the same thing with me. Everybody's in there just like trying to be different. You know what I'm saying? Fox is like big on that, trying to be different, if you know what I mean. Do you have to? Do you ever have to get reeled in when it comes to that stuff? Because wrestlers are some of the most creative people in the world. Sometimes the creativity expands too much. It's like maybe this is a bad idea for this moment here. Is there any any time where Fox or anybody else would be like, you know what? Maybe we can save that for down the line and let's not try that today. Uh, I mean, sometimes I think about things, and then when I get to practice and I try it, it's like, okay, maybe that's not physical, physically possible for me. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not athletic enough to do something like that, or it's just like not physically possible. So it's a couple of things where I have to be like, all right, you can't do it. The other day I was like, what if like, uh, I, like, I was like, what if I give somebody a poison Rana and a suplex at the same time? <laughs> and like, I say it, right. I say it. And then like everybody, like, right <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was like a cool, like way I thought I'd get to it. Like from tilt to world, it's like crazy to even think about, but I thought about it. I was like, so I go to Jay, I'm like, yo, you think I could do that? And he's like, bro, what are you even talking about right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, man, I, that doesn't, I don't even get it. Like, nah, I'm not taking that. I was like, all right, man, I ain't even forget it. I uh, just scratch that one off the list. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's a, it's a couple of things that's like that for sure. It's perfect you brought that up too because like a perfect example of this is uh, i saw bobby flacco do the ar driver the other day which is like for it's basically it's like a vertebraker into it, it, it's like it, you, it's impossible to explain how he's doing it but it's like a yeah. position into a driver but like he's 
but it's the same kind of thing. It's like two moves you would never expect to work. But when you see it happen, you're like, how the hell did someone come up with that? That's genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of that going on in there. It's a lot of that yeah. going on. It's a lot of guys just coming up with crazy things. And it's like, damn, that's crazy. Sometimes I'd be like, damn, I wish I came up with that first. <laughs> how how often does something happen that, like, during a show? Like, GCW, for instance. Like, y'all go out there and, like, next thing you know, like, Hunter Drake is doing, you know, a Spanish fly off of the balcony and stuff. And it's like, moment or, like, during show, how often do you feel like the, the need to try to one-up someone else? Where you see something happen almost in real time and you're like, all right, that was cool. I, I got you though. Like, I got, I'm gonna try something right now. Yeah, it's kind of like that's kind of like my whole thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, yo, I gotta have the best match. I don't care where I'm at. I'm like, I gotta have the best match. And if I see something crazy, I'm like, damn, how can I do something even crazier? You know what I'm saying? But that's maybe that's just like my youth, my youthfulness of me thinking like that. But yeah, how, how, so like that happens more often than that. I'm 21. Oh, 21. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I knew it was probably right. Yeah. You got man. Are you so good at 21, man? You got a, you got a lot to look forward to. Hey, you mentioned your athletic background as well, or like your athleticism. What is your athletic background? Like, did you play other sports growing up? Oh, I did uh, I did amateur wrestling. So I did freestyle, I did Greco, and I did uh, folk style. Yeah, very, diff- very difficult sport. I, I did, um, I believe it was folk style, high, high school wrestling um, yeah. here in Georgia. Um, so... Yeah, I definitely, I definitely respect that. That that's that's very difficult. High school wrestling is really slept on. Like people don't understand kind of like the discipline it takes when like everyone else yeah. is partying and stuff to like weigh in and like a Saturday morning, you know. Oh god, it's just a lot of grind. <laughs> it's like a lot of folk. I mean, it's very similar to professional wrestling. That's why I feel like it was easy for me to click because like it's very similar from watching how something's done to happening having to like literally mimic every movement. You know what I'm saying? The focus, the grind, you know, everything I feel like is the same. It's like, it's one in one. And that's why I feel like it clicked like really easy for me. Did, but yeah, did I did go, that. I was going to ask you just because of your age, did you go pretty much from high school wrestling, like right into training for pro wrestling? Because like, that would be such a huge advantage to be in that shape going right into it without like the break. Uh, kind of a little bit, kind of. When I, when I got out of high school, it was during COVID. So, oh yeah. Right. I graduated 2020, so it was like COVID was going on. So I had to put I put like a little halt on it. But then by uh, 2021, I was like, you know what? I just got to do it. Forget it. It's whatever. Gotcha. So 2021, when is that when you signed up for uh, 4A and then just immediately jumped into to that training? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I was um I actually went a year before, like I was in high school still, and I went to uh, I pulled up to the A4, and I was gonna start. But then I was like, nah, I ain't. you know what I'm saying? I was like, nah, it's cool. I ain't tripping, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then by like, a, I think it was damn near like a year, June. I can't remember the exact date, but I do remember the first Thursday show I went to. It was like June 10th. I went to, um, so I started in June. And then I went there. It was just easy. It was just like, all right, you want to sign up? Bet. You want to get in the ring? All right, bet. Easy. <laughs> simple like that and that's how my career started <laughs> and a4 not not for a i apologize i don't want ar fox coming after me on that one. Oh yeah it's um, cool. <laughs> what, are, what are some of your your goals in wrestling like whether short term or long term like whether a promotion you want to work for a person you want to work against just some overall goals in wrestling um right now 
I do want to get to Japan. I want to be like well traveled. So maybe that's long term. I want to be well traveled. I want to be able to say I wrestled in like Japan, Canada, you know, Mexico, all over the world. I do want to wrestle for a, a promotion in Korea because I'm um I'm black, white, and Korean. So I feel like it would be pretty cool to wrestle in Korea, just because like you know my like heritage or whatever. Um, people I want to work. It's like a long list of people I can name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm always say Jordan Oliver because he's he's dope. Jordan Oliver's fire. Myron Reed too. He's pretty awesome. Speedball, Fox, um, Jay Malachi is pretty pretty damn good. I like him. I saw him at Battle Slam just the other day. Again, yeah, he's been coming around here lately. Yeah, really going on. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the Firestar, uh, I'm not sure if he's, he, I'm pretty sure he trains that Firestar, but a lot of the North Carolina boys, they're really good. And it's like a lot of them that I want to mix it up with. BK Westbrook's another one I want to get a singles. You know, I wrestled him in a yeah. tag match with me and Jay and uh, Eric Royal, but I want to do like a singles because it's like a little, it's a little more um personal to us, if you know what I mean. Sure. And um, yeah, I mean, I could keep going on with the people I want to wrestle. <laughs> Short term goals though. Uh... I do want to do some stuff with WWE, hopefully. You know, like extra work or something like that. Really just get my face out there more, you know what I'm saying? And wrestle on um, the West Coast. Sure. I wrestle for GCW, but, like, different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we got West Coast Pro, Defy, a whole bunch of good stuff out there that you could, you could be a part yeah. of. Um, so, you know, you mentioned a lot of great names there. Good shout out to BK Westbrook. We haven't really brought him much uh, up on the show. He's he's doing great out of like the Chattanooga area. Um, the uh, there you you mentioned Jordan Oliver, and I keep bringing this up, but almost every single wrestler that we interview, when we ask like wrestlers they want to wrestle, or wrestlers who give them great advice, or wrestlers they want to be like, or wrestlers they just kind of like see backstage and they're like you know that's just kind of a guy that i want to you know jordan oliver always gets brought up every it feels like almost every single time can you speak any more to that because like it just feels like everyone's always talking about how jordan oliver's a guy that they want to wrestle and be like he's like really good like i don't know (laughs) i don't know how else to say it he's really good like from like everything he does in the ring i feel like it like all has a purpose you know what i'm saying because now from like being a being a professional wrestler from watching it as a fan is different, you know what I'm saying? So you're watching for different things at that point. So like little things that he does just is like real good. He gives people really real good advice too. He um, you know what I'm saying? He watched a couple of my matches and gave me real good advice for that. So I do appreciate it. shout out Jordan Oliver. I appreciate that too. But like, you know what I'm saying? He's just really good. He's in his bag right now. You know what I'm saying? He's in his bag, he's in his glory, you know what I'm saying? Glory boys, like Chief Keith, you feel me in his bag. So Shout out to shout out to Jordan Oliver, but yeah, definitely, man. He's like really good, and I feel like you can learn a lot from somebody from them speaking about wrestling. But I feel like you can also learn a lot from people being in the ring with them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, he gives me real good advice on matches that I have, but being in the ring with them, you know what I'm saying? Being able to go through the whole match structure and all that good stuff with them, and I feel like it'll like open my eyes to a lot of things because I like to I like to get everybody's view on how they do certain things. And then I turn it into my own, like, little view. And so, like, that's. that's yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, he's, like, a young veteran, too. Like, I love those guys who've, like, right. been in the game for, like, a while, like, years. But they're still, like, super young. Like, Jaden Newman out of Chattanooga is the same kind of way. He's been wrestling since he was, like, 15. But he's, you know, he's, like, 21, 22 now or whatever. And it's, like, 
already this many years in it's just it's wild the thing billy stars will be the same kind of way and stuff nick 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 wayne and stuff so uh so yeah that's that's cool yeah it's it's, it's just cool always hearing jordan's name pop up like that he's definitely he's somebody that oh there we go okay We're good um yeah he jordan oliver is definitely somebody that a lot of people put over and a lot of people have said kind of what you said of like he get he's willing to give feedback and advice and everything like can you share some advice that, that he's given you on some of the matches um it's a lot of little minute details, you know what I'm saying? Like he uh I remember him saying something about come comebacks. It was like, you know, everybody fires up in comebacks, you know what I'm saying? And that's like the whole thing. But he's like, the 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 fire dies after the comeback. He's like, you should keep the fire all the way through after that, you know what I'm saying? And that's like little things that nobody really like pays attention to, you know what I'm saying? Because you could go, oh, big comeback, John Cena comeback, oh, big five-knuckle shuffle. After that, it's like everything settles. Like, nah, it shouldn't settle. It should be up here all, the whole time. It's like, it makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Because it's the, it's the end of the match. Like, this is literally the fireworks. This is, this is the main course meal kind of to the, to the, you know what I'm saying, the the appetizer. And then, you know what I'm saying, all the way through the whole meal, this is like the main course, like the steak. So you want the steak to be like the best part. <laughs> Little things yeah. like that, chaining. Oh, I don't know if we've lost, lost Terry. Lost for a second. Yes, wasn't sure okay. if that was on my end, your end, or that's okay. We're it's it's refreshing. There he is. Sorry, Terry. Right, we lost for a second. We're good. <laughs> bit, bit, you're, talking, you're, you're talking about chain, like getting like you're chaining, and then that was kind of yeah. like where it cut off. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like being more aggressive, like with the chaining. You know what I'm saying? I did like amateur wrestling. I don't really use that a lot, but I'm gonna start using it more in like in like chaining and stuff like in my matches more. But like being more aggressive instead of being like ah ah, let me take this now. Ha ha, I got you, buddy. Oh, you got me. You know what I'm saying? Little things like that making making stuff more of a struggle. But you know what I'm saying? It's everything. Everything's good information. You know what I'm saying? From whoever gives it to you. You, you mentioned you mentioned uh possibly doing WWE extra work. I know sometimes they, they contact people and then they're not used in, in any capacity. Have you been contacted by them and just been in catering but not used on television? Oh, no, 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 no. I never uh, – I haven't even hit them up. They haven't contacted me. I haven't hit them up yet, though. But I feel like um, – I, I will soon. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like – I don't know if it's like – I mean, it's not that big of a deal because it's just – well, everything's a big of a deal. But, like, you know, I feel like I want to get more ready to like be presented in, in, you know what I'm saying, in that way. I'm, I feel like I'm ready, but like at the end of the day, you know, you still have those self, self-doubts and stuff like that, but, you know. Even, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've, you've seen the video. You, you shared the ring with this man. You could be the security guard who is shoved by, um, I was going to say, you shared the ring with Ricky Starks, who was punked out by Ryback. Uh, mm-hmm. The security guard, MJF, who was shoved by Samoa Joe. It's like, you never know where those beginnings are, are going to start at of just popping up randomly on WWE um, as doing extra work. And then next thing you know, you're AEW world champion or a staple of AEW okay. television. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was saying. Like one thing, like, like uh, you're saying, like short term goals, like getting my face out there more, because like I I do that now still, but like, but getting it out there to more like, I don't know, like I guess you can say national, like global level to get my face out there and like actually put my face out there. But I mean, yeah, I definitely want to do that. So I definitely just got to. It's really up to me. I just gotta gotta hit them up. I'm kind of just not doing that right now. I don't know why not, but 
I will. I will definitely. I'm gonna do it after this uh, interview. <laughs> shoot the shot. I mean, shoot, shoot <laughs> I the shot. You. you know, the the yeah. worst thing, the worst thing they can do is say no, and then in that mindset, you're just like, all right, I'm gonna show you why this is a mistake on your part, and I'm gonna keep right. going. Actually, you know what? I lied. I've hit up Gabe Sapolsky before. <laughs> you know what? I hit up Gabe Sapolsky. But he said he'll use me. He'll try to get, you know what I'm saying, whatever, whatever. The whole circumstance. But, yep, I forgot I did that. I did hit up Gabe Sapolsky. <laughs> but I'll do it again. I'll send it. I'll send another one. Send a, send a message. It, it never hurts. Thanks. It never hurts. Oh, God. Yeah. I was going to ask you, how did the GCW come about? Did you just hit up Brett? Um, GCW... They came to, they're coming to Atlanta. I was going there anyway. But uh, Billy Starks, actually, shout out Billy Starks. Billy Starks was like, yo, Brett's looking for people for this um, the scramble. You fly, so you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Hell yeah, I'm down. You feel me, GCW, what? And it's only funny because I did an interview like a month before for action. On, I think it's um, the Ball Monkeys podcast. And they asked me, what's the short-term goal for you? And I said, I definitely want to wrestle on GCW. Then a month later, like, this is, like, during my, like, first year anniversary. Like, August is, like, August, like, sometime in, like, the 19th, I think, is my first year anniversary for, like, pro wrestling. Like, I think the show was, like, the 21st of August. Like, they're, like, yo, you want to do this? I'm, like, hell yeah, I want to do it. And that's that's how ever since then it was just, like, I'm following you around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm <laughs> trying to make my face, like, a part of this um this promotion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And how, what was the experience like in Center Stage in Atlanta? I, that's I, I love that venue. I, I think it's just perfect for GCW shows. It's fire. It's dope. It's like a whole different like, you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a vibe for real. I feel like I I really hope they do more shows in Atlanta because like I feel like this is like this is like a, it's a prime place for wrestling because like a lot of places don't really come here. So if they keep coming often, then it's gonna be pretty dope. Center Stage is pretty fire. The first time that it was like a movie. That was like probably the Best scramble I've been in, and I've I'm, I've been in about a million scrambles now. You know what I'm saying? I know my way around the scramble, but that was probably one of my favorite scrambles that I had. You know, but um, yeah, center stage is definitely fire. We did the the Spanish Spanish boy off the balcony. Come on now, who else did that? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that anybody awesome. else did that one yet. Dude, it was <laughs> funny that night. It was funny because you know how that's set up where there's like there's like doors like right behind where that move takes place and everyone's laying. There's doors to concessions. Like you buy beer right behind where that happened. And I I walked around and I didn't know everyone was still laying there and I thought they had cleared it out already. At one point I opened the door and like no security stopped me. And I was like, Oh, that's everyone, like right there in front of me. I gotta go around the other way. But I was right I almost walked right on top of y'all. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was I I love that venue. And hey, well, what's your experience like as a part of um, championship? Oh, there you go, championship district wrestling with uh, a CDW. Our boy Jack Jamison. Um, I, I met you at that show for the first time. What was that like uh, doing those shows? Um, if you can repeat it again. I can hear you. Oh yeah, sure. So oh yeah, no worries. So on a, I was just asking you because the first time I met you um, in person was at a CDW show, Championship District Wrestling here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had Jack Jamison, Jamison Ryan on the show many times. Um, what was your experience like um, working with that company? Oh, yeah, it was pretty dope, man. The district was fire. That was a, that's a nice place, too. Like, you feel me? That's a nice venue, too. I wish I could have jumped off that balcony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. been perfect. God, but it was really nice, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, most of the guys from there that was working those shows were 
guys that trained at Nightmare Factory, and we we did the um, we went through that system. So a lot of those guys were were cool with, you know, what I'm saying we knew about. So going there, you know, it was pretty. It was just easy. Just do your stuff, you know. what I'm saying. You know, the back locker room is pretty cool because you already know the guys, you know what I'm saying? You're all – you're familiar with everybody that's there, basically, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. it was pretty dope. Yeah. I, I figured – you're in Atlanta right now, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, fig- I figured – I figured because the the um, the sun – it's, it's the, you're <laughs> – because I'm in Atlanta as well. So, we're both – I'm looking out my window and our – Everything's gotten darker at the same exact time as we're doing the interview. So I was like, oh, indeed, he's got to be up the street. Yeah, that's funny. Indeed. Yes, sir. Um, you guys are out here talking about the sun. I'm trying to <laughs> bring this weather, light. Man. It was, I mean, it was a here. great day outside today. It was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good out here today. It's usually a little, uh, I, I wake up at like three every day, but it's pretty cold. But like, you know, uh, get a little steezy by the time it turns like about uh, – 10 you know what I'm saying? wait you wake up at 3 a.m or p.m 3 a.m i got it i got i work at ups like that's my shoe job and then i work at a restaurant from like 10 p.m to like like six seven okay yeah. so you're really grinding you got two jobs and the wrestling damn oh yeah man you gotta put you feel me you can't <laughs> stop won't stop never i gotta put in the work earn it I, I was gonna ask what you do on your downtime, but I don't know if you have downtime outside of just this trying Not to sleep. Really. <laughs> I, I, I don't even sleep. That's like my girlfriend Jazzy Yang. She's always like, "Bro, you gotta sleep." I'm like, "I don't got to. Like, I don't have to. I just don't have to. Like, I don't know. I got a problem. I just don't sleep. I won't go to sleep until like twelve, and then I gotta get up at three anyway. So it's like, you know." Okay, so this is a this is a seven degrees of of separation. You just mentioned your girlfriend Jazzy Yang. You have teamed yeah. with in, in your last match. You teamed with Yoya. Yoya has beef with Jimmy Yang. Do you know oh, about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And can you can you <laughs> mitigate this? Hey, hold on. Let me turn the light on so people folks can see me. Oh, <laughs> nah, I ain't for hey, oh bro. I ain't even. I, ain't, I don't know about none of that. I know they be saying funny stuff on the IG, but this is pretty funny. I ain't know that. It's crazy. <laughs> God damn it, Yo-Yo. <laughs> Yo-Yo, I when I talked to, to him, <laughs> I talked to him a couple of months ago, and he's like, I want to team with Jimmy Yang, but he keeps calling me out. He keeps calling me names and stuff and disrespecting me. So I did not oh, realize man. this this seven degrees of separation until you mentioned who your girlfriend was. I was like, all right, well, now I got to see if we can we – need, we need someone to be a mediator here. We need to bring Yo-Yo and Jimmy together. Thanks. That will be a team. <laughs> Yo, your gang, come on, though. Yeah, there we go. You did. It'll be fine. They gonna they gonna figure it out. Maybe they gotta wrestle first. You know what I'm saying? They get a singles match, and then there we go. Ball rolls after that. Earn earn some respect there. Earn some respect for. Indeed, indeed. Oh, that's tremendous. Um, uh, what what type of music and stuff do you listen to 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 get pumped up or anything like that? Oh man. Like, uh, what do you mean for like before like matches and stuff like that? Before matches, before a workout, or even if you just you know go go into the job to to get get energized, get ready to work at the restaurant or UPS. Man, I listen to everything. I ain't gonna lie, I listen to everything. I like a lot of old school music, you know, like Curtis Mayfield, Otis Redding, Bill Withers, and stuff like that. But I do listen to a lot of trap music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of trap music, a lot of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
Like uh Ola Rudd, you know what I'm saying? Rollo, free Rollo, he hard. A lot of a lot of old guys, like G Herbo. I'm from Chicago, so I listen to a lot of Chicago music too. You know what I'm saying? Chief Keith, Juice World, Lil Bibby, Young Pappy, RP, Young Pappy, a lot of guys. But like uh before matches, like I don't really listen to music before matches a lot. If I do, I listen to some Y Fan, like Y Fan Lucci. He hard too. But like usually I just like wait until my music hit. Cause like my song, the Juel Santana song, that's like that's like shoot one of my favorite songs, you know what I'm saying? From like Juel Santana. So when I hear it, I sing the beginning. Like the whole before I go through the through the curtain, I'm singing the beginning. Like, yeah. Sick of this shit with it, how vivid this picture is me. Gifted and living it, no gimmicks the images. I spit and deliver it like no one that's living shit. I'm like, yeah, let's get it. They get me there hype. I'm go. like, yeah, let's go. Walk out and I'm like, yeah, I'm the real deal, Terry. Let's go. Like it gets me, like it gets me going. That's awesome. Yeah, that 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 reminds me actually. I forgot to ask, sorry, I forgot to ask. Um, experience is a battle slam. I've seen you there as well. I think I think we froze. Yes, I think it froze for a second. But it usually resets pretty quickly, which is which is good. It's, did that you totally the... reminded me. I was like, <laughs> music. I've seen a battle slam. <laughs> Did he use the uh, Joel Santana song at Battle Slam? Jensen, did you recognize it? I believe so. Sorry, Terry, I think we lost you for a second. Are you back? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm back. No, I was just putting over music. Okay, (laughs) yeah. I was was just saying, you you totally reminded me, talking about all this music, I forgot to ask you about your experience working with Battle Slam, because I've seen you there live as well. Oh, yeah, Battle Slam, that was, you feel me? Shout out Battle Slam, it's pretty cool. You know, Baron Black, you know, he got whatever going on, but, you know, ain't none of my business. He cool people, you know what I'm saying? Um, It was fire how they tried to, you know what I'm saying? They mixed music, you know what I'm saying, with wrestling. That's definitely pretty cool because I feel like music and wrestling has a lot of, like, um similarities from being, like, you can be independent to being signed and, you know what I'm saying, being – you know what I'm saying, unseen and things like that, like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was pretty it was a pretty cool um experience, definitely. Lil Scrappy. I met yeah. Lil Scrappy there. That was pretty dope. Watch Lil <laughs> Scrappy give motherfuckers rock bottoms and stuff. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. Too far. I was telling Baron, yeah. I was like, I was telling him after one of those shows, there was one event where they had Bill Scrappy and Trillville both there. And I was like, I was like, man, I saw these guys live performing when i was in high school here like this is surreal seeing these guys wrestling and you know i think it was 2022 at the time but um but yeah i i agree with like the music crossover and so i think it's a cool concept so yeah just remind me to ask about right. that since you're talking about music so yeah yeah for sure definitely shout about some uh, man terry we usually get people out of here with a question about the coolest thing in the room but you are you're not currently Position in, in your room. room. I don't know if you could. <laughs> I don't know if you could show off anything in your car that, that you were proud oh, of. Oh man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Shit, damn. I mean, I got this here tattoo on my hand, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the tattoo? What's the tattoo? Oh uh, yeah, it says love one way, and then you flip it and it say hate. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's called an anagram, right? Love or hate, you know what I'm saying? Bow. So it's like you can either see love or you see hate, but you know either way it's still the same thing. 
It's the same tattoo. Let's get it. That's about the coolest thing I got. Other than that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so we have another question, and I'll ask this <laughs> one to you. And like, okay, oh, he's gonna do it. Yeah, I don't ask everybody, but I feel like I might get a, I might get, I might get a tally on my end with you. Maybe I don't know. I'm losing. I knew that's why you're gonna do it. I knew so. It. All right. So we have, we've asked quite a few people this hypothetical question, and this isn't this isn't a a wrestling match we're talking about. This isn't a hypothetical like what we've seen on television, like street fight or false count anywhere or something like that. Um, this is a, a legitimate street fight. No rules. We're talking like open field on like a, like a soccer field, no boundaries, no time limits. Oh shit. Just, okay. Get into it. All okay. Right. right? Okay. Man. Pure, pure skill, cardio, whatever you want to say, all that makes it. Don't, 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 don't throw okay. these caveats in there to try to influence. I'm, the I'm trying to paint the, I'm trying to paint the picture of what we're talking about here. <laughs> This isn't just like a, you know, this isn't, there's no weapons involved. This, okay. Who would win in a hypothetical street fight in this scenario? Okay. Eddie Kingston or Cody Rhodes? Oh, man. That's a good question. <laughs> All right. Look, Eddie Kingston, you feel me? He, he, he might know something. You know what I'm saying? Cody Rhodes did amateur wrestling in high school. So he got that as a background. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when it comes to that, I don't know how much uh, training Eddie Kingston got, but I'm pretty sure he know how to throw these bitches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cody Rose, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Cody, man. He's like one of the coolest dudes I've met in wrestling. I don't know, you feel me, how where his hands like, where his hands at? Eddie Kingston might got them hands, you know what I'm saying? But Cody Rose, he, he know how to wrestle, so he can work around all that. But that's, a, that's an actual, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I might, I might, I might lead toward Eddie Kingston, but I feel like wrestling's got like a little advantage because, like, you know what I'm saying, damage yeah, I, and discipline yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. I might. We need, oh, a, we need an it. official answer, Terry. We need an official <laughs> answer. Damn. I might have to go with Cody Rhodes, man. So, oh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. You're like the only other person who's with me on this. Thank you. Thank you. I go with Cody Rhodes for the one time. Shout out Cody Rhodes, man. Shout Thank you. Rose. This was a combo of like, we didn't have you in a room, so we couldn't really get like the favorite thing in the room. And I was like, you know what? This guy's right. trained with Cody. I think. I think he's going to side with Cody on this one. I think I'll get someone else on my side. I side, so. I side with Cody for this, but I ain't going to lie. Eddie Keystone might got them. He might got them hard bitches, so I don't know. Listen, I'll say Cody wins the fight, but Eddie will win the war because, like, after the fight's over, Eddie's going to get up and, like, it's not going to be good. Spinning back fist? Yeah, yeah. That shit is over, boy. It's over. It's over. Man, I, I, listen, I, I'll – I thank you for answering that question. We <laughs> over sure, that. man. Yeah, and by the way, we do not have any heat with Eddie Kingston. We love Eddie Kingston uh, on the show. This is just I don't a very heat with him either. No, 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 none of us do. Um, it's just it was a it was a it was a stupid hypothetical question we asked one time a while back, and it just kind of stuck. And almost everyone says Eddie. So, thanks, guys. Nice. I feel it. Like, I thought okay. he was about to ask me who would win between me and Mike Tyson. I was about to oh, like, no. I was waiting for I it. I was like, put hey, spot. I'm gonna go <laughs> up. I'll show you I'm over. I'll just get it. <laughs> I'll show y'all something in my room. You might recognize these. You got Larry, Larry Lazard, the classic. Oh yeah, that's dope. Yeah, Shout yeah. out Larry, man. Yeah, Locked he, in. He, he he hooked me up when I saw him at uh, at Battle Slam this last time. He gave me some stickers and a in a wristband, so I appreciate that. Oh yeah, I see them action figures on your wall too. Oh dude, I'm surrounded by them, but I've got dude. All these are signed behind me and stuff, man. Like I, I, I got see. 
I got uh, I that's some, those it. are some uh, some GCW posters. You were at some of these events, I think. So, oh, yeah, thanks. I hope to die. Them yeah, toy biz yeah. guys back there, though. My brother used to have, like, when I was a kid, my brother had those. Like, when he was a kid, I used to go crazy with them boys. Oh, know. yeah, man. WCW, baby. That, that's my, um, yeah, I've got a uh, Bret Hart, Lex Luger, Goldberg, Kevin Ash, and Scott Hall all signed in that. And then I've got a signed Sting Ninja Turtle when they did that, like, that crossover, like the Raphael Sting. So I've got yeah, that yeah. signed right over here. Then I've got signed AEW, like Cody and Brandy. And whole. I actually got a signed Eddie Kingston right over there, as a matter of fact. So. There you go. Shout, shout out to shout out to Eddie, but uh, no, Eddie I, Kingston, man. I appreciate the the shout out on the action figures, man. I could talk to you all day about that. That's cool. You that's cool. You knew the WCW figures. You're, oh like, yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're sure. too young to even know about that. Yeah, I'm too young, but my brother, you know, he was born like he's like born '92. You know what I'm saying? So he grew up with all that stuff. And then like as as I got older, like he just gave me all of his like old action figures. And so, like, I forget which Bret Hart it was. It was the one where he came with, like, the Tommy gun. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I remember that for sure. Yeah, that shit was dope. I used to play with that shit all the time. That shit was fire. Yes, they had a whole line of those where it was, like, wrestlers with, like, with, like weapons and stuff like that for WCW. Just random ass stuff. Man. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. That's a great thing to end on on this, on this show. Hell yeah. Uh, we, we appreciate you joining us, man. Where Let the people know where they can find you at on social media or upcoming bookings or anything like that. All right, man. Look, Val. Okay, the real deal, Teriyaki on Instagram. The real deal, Teriyaki on YouTube. Real one, uh, Teriyaki on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I don't use it a lot because I don't be on Facebook. But Teriyaki on Facebook too. Um, I got a website, Teriyaki.com. I got to put all my merch up there. It's just placeholders right now, but I'm gonna put my merch up there soon. I said this last interview, but I'm gonna definitely do it. All right, so y'all can look out for that. Uh, I got a show Friday. It's a Lucha show. I think I got an outside hero. Some guys I train with are pretty cool guys. You know what I'm saying? Outside. Shout out to the North. Um, next day, big six-man match. I can't say who me and Jay teaming with. You feel me? But it's against Northside and Rico Gonzalez. I'm just going to say it's going to get real dangerous, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the to my twin, but yep, that's about uh all I got going on right now. I got a lot more bookings, but I got to go through a whole list to try to read them. <laughs> well, every, everybody can can follow Terry. All the links are down below. Uh, once this video gets posted, all in the description. Right. Follow follow Terry. Support him. Doing doing big things, and I like uh, I like your Twitter feed. I'm put it over fast because you retweet a lot of stuff, and you try to promote other people and other like friends and just independent wrestling and stuff. So I really like when uh, other people do that. So oh yeah, man, that's all it's about. You know what I'm saying? We all got to yeah. use our platforms to try to build everybody else's platforms. You know what I'm saying? I was just about to say it before, uh, but but I didn't know you're gonna end with that. I was gonna say shout out Fightful too, man. Fightful Fightful, goddamn, they they going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thank no, you. We're, we're trying. Know. We're trying. Thank you. Thank you again, Terry. Uh, again, everyone follow him on social media. We really appreciate it, man. Um, guys, we'll be right back here on the spotlight. All right, everyone. Hope you all can see and hear me okay. Hope you enjoyed that interview with myself, Jeremy, and Teriyaki. Great dude. Love that interview. And keep a lookout for him. He is blowing up all over the independent scene. And I'm sure he'll blow up on your television screen soon enough as well. Um, killing it out there. Uh, make sure to follow him and check out all his stuff in the links below. And also, you can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Make sure to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. You can listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. I do that every Sunday. 
talk in the world of independent wrestling and I do predictions and reviews and talk about a whole bunch of stuff over there. And along with that $5 tier, you get my show, you get other podcasts, you get all of the breaking news from Sean Ross app, get a ton of stuff, great value over there for the $5 tier at FightfulSelect.com. So go check that out and support us. And please make sure to subscribe uh, right here to youtube.com slash Fightful uh, right here on this channel. Please make sure to hit the like button, hit the thumbs up. We appreciate that. Leave a comment if you'd like. And uh, if you want a Wrestle Rumble entry, we picked winners right before the interview. If you missed that and you're a winner, please direct message me on Twitter. You have pretty much until the end of SmackDown on Friday night to DM me. And I'll make sure to get that to Wrestle Rumble so they can message you on Saturday morning with your free entry. Once again, thank you to WrestleRumble.com. Go over there. Join the Backlash Pick'em Contest. First place prize is $1,000. Second and third both get $100 each. And fourth place gets a mystery prize. Um, so shout out WrestleRumble.com. Thank you very much for being a part of the show once again. Thank you all very much for joining us here in the chat. I hope you all have a great Thursday. The next time you all will hear me will be on Sunday on the weekend or over at FightfulSelect.com. You all have a good one. Bye.